Ooh, that's a strong. Presumption. Seems like a big ask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna say you're asking for too much, but you might want to hold back your. Uh... Temper your expectations. Thank you. That's your exactly mileage what I was will for. vary. Is that for the quality of the show? Oh, that's just that's just a standing life life assessment. I mean, that's just every time you get out of bed in the morning, just live your life by those <laughs> by those, and you won't be disappointed. He's not wrong. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny Two podcast, dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Perotti, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Yay, I can buy it for Bright Dust! Yay! not worth buying for bright dust the excitement of getting on for the first Sorry, time the, the new sword skin is absolutely worth buying for bright dust no there's there's no new sword skin i don't know what you're talking about no no there's Doesn't no new exist. sword that's what you're talking about that too oh, there, there's a new sword i haven't gotten it yet yeah i'm talking about the it. skin for the black talon hmm. the one that makes it look like a saber Ooh. that's a sword that exists does anyone remember it exists that's a very Maybe. strong sword, man. What do you mean it exists, dude? It's a yeah, very I mean, good weapon, when, even right now. Where, where do you see the Black Talon? Who's out there just roaming around with the Black Talon out? PvP. You, you don't see Black Talon on the streets. Yeah, PvP. Yeah, I, I've played very little PvP this week. I'm I'm, I'm saving it for next week where, where we're going to have something. Is it going to be what they actually tell us? Who knows? It's a surprise and a secret. Yeah. No, no, no. What they tell us is a mystery because they don't even know what's happening next week in Destiny. They really oh, don't. Yeah. It's More allegedly going to be the same thing again. No, no. They've added banners. Yeah, they, they've added they've added words to it. Yeah. But are they the right words, or does somebody just copy and paste half a sentence and say uh, it's not the exact same wrong? Yeah. Thing? Let's just hope they haven't copied and pasted. From Speaking of which, what was what was it this week? I'm curious for for PvP. Which one was it? Momentum it control. It was Team Scorched, but it ended up being Momentum. <laughs> so, I mean, I Momentum control that. and Team Scorched, very similar. I mean, very oh, similar yeah. game types. Now, Momentum Scorched, on the other hand, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, Nadine I, 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 and I were talking earlier, or actually, was that in the host? I can't remember which channel it was now. Yeah, it's like, didn't they say it was going to be, you know, increased nightfall? Well, I guess I guess we might as well get, get into this lovely show we have. Yeah. Oh, and welcome. We can, and then welcome we can tell people. people. Yes. Hello. I'm Hello. Night Demon. Parody is about to tell us a lovely story, and Respawn is somewhere in a hotel enjoying himself. Have you got room service? I haven't even checked, actually. Ah. We should check on that while Parody tells us our lovely story. The room is being serviced by who? We're not really sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 you know, if, if you've been here for a while, like, you know, 180 episodes or so, you 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 know that you know Bundy tries to tell us each week what's happening next week in Destiny, and they try to give us some idea. You know what what's going to be available? What are we going to play? What kind of fun activities are we going to have? 
Well, as as we try to, you know, we, we they tell us, we tell you, everybody can be in the know, and we go, oh great, now I know, you know, if if I'm turning my momentum, momentum control kills for next week, or my team scorch kills, or trying to do a weekly challenge, should I be playing anything with double double ranks? So last week they told us there are going to be quote earn bonus nightfall ranks. Yep. However, when things went live, they meant double nightfall rewards. So maybe you're getting more ranks by breaking down those double rewards, but it's very much double nightfall rewards for the Silica Neroma sniper rifle, which I'm sure excites somebody out there, but I don't know who those people are. Hmm. We and did discuss this last week. We weren't much. sure what the, the verbiage was surrounding right. this new nightfall double ranks. It's normally either double rewards or you get bonus ranks in Vanguard and the nightfalls count towards it. So it was one or the other that we were kind of going with. And they were like, have an Unfortunately option for me, it was the, the double rewards because mm. I, I would have preferred the double ranks. That would have been nice. Mm. But certainly, certainly when you stepped into PvP, you said, oh, Team Scorched comes to the Crucible. And you're like, great, I can go in with whatever loadout. I'm going to get my nice little Scorch cannon. We're going to run around and set people on fire. And then it was momentum control. So while momentum control has a similar element of Team Scorched of dying immediately to every single weapon and being one shot by all the things, it's not <laughs> quite the same game as Team Scorched is. <laughs> and the funny so... thing was, when I logged on to play, I went and saw the mode and then I was talking to you about it. I was like, and I looked on Bungie Help and at no point that I could see anyway. Did anybody say, oh, by the way, we got this wrong. This is what it actually is this week. Did you guys see anybody say we got it wrong or no, did they just I ignore the fact point, they got it wrong? They probably just, people logged on, they saw it and it was the end of it. You know, Bungie can't be bothered to give us correct information. Yeah, I've, I've seen a number of people talking about it this week and being like, so this is not what they said it was. Yeah, but I haven't seen anything. And Bungie Help hasn't tweeted for the month of July yet. Their last tweet or, the, or June 28th when they fixed the uh, piercing sidearm artifact mod. And they were like, we're done. We're good. That, that, that's oh, wow. all we need. Maybe, yeah, maybe we're like, DMG. Like nine days into it. <laughs> yeah, maybe while DMG was out, he took the Bungie Help Twitter credentials with him and nobody else has the password. They need to find the proper post-it note. So yeah, no, but, um, Bungie Help is, is not providing us any help. Poor old DMG's out, isn't he, for the next month or so? He's not yeah. feeling very Take, well, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, taking a break. Week. Yeah, bless him. Yep. So best wishes. Indeed. Get well soon. So, oh, no, DMG's the one I like, right? He's the hunter. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> you like all of them, really? Yeah. I don't like any of them. One of them no. gets a semblance of respect because he's no, a hunter. You, you love all of them. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. And and what we also don't know yet is the accuracy of this week's next week next week in destiny so now i'm i'm fa i'm, I'm gonna say we're fairly confident the wolves howl as iron banner returns to the crucible because i did put this out at the beginning of the season they said you're getting two of these yeah you've had the first week this is the second week so i'm pretty i'm gonna give it like a 95 percent confidence we're gonna have iron banner next week Ooh. that seems good yeah okay they, they'd like us to ne neutralize Carton in the insight terminus nightfall with no no bonus anything, just nightfall changes. Also, Grandmaster is still a thing. So that seems accurate. Well, we'll see. And now, allegedly, allegedly, you can both earn bonus 
crucible ranks, or maybe it's double drops, when Team Scorched comes to the crucible. Or maybe it's mayhem. Maybe it's something else entirely. So allegedly, earn bonus crucible ranks when Team Scorched comes to the crucible. Will that be what happens? Tune in Tuesday to find out. And our pinnacles are going to be the Vault of Glass Raid and the Grasp of Avarice Dungeon. Or are they? Those, as far as I know, were correct, but I, I haven't done dungeons or raids in And as months, far as so. I'm aware, is that when it's the pinnacle raid that is up that week, you can farm them, can't you? For the weapons and the exotics? Uh, you can't farm the exotic. You can farm everything else, though. You get the one shot at the exotic. As far as I'm I aware, believe... people are putting out videos saying that you can farm for the Vex constantly play over and over again. As okay. far as I'm aware, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no lockout on it, right? Like if if you don't have one, I haven't personally done it, so I can't officially tell you that I know from experience. But I can only tell you what other people have been saying. Yeah, I mean, because the exotic is just a, a random chance for a drop, right? It's not like it, it's not one chance a week. It's just you have some tiny chance every time you play it, right? Or does that change? I I don't know. No, normally, exotics are a once a week type of thing. But I don't know about the, the featured raids. Well, I need you to get on this. I need somebody to get, on, to get this. on this. Okay, I'll get on this. Give me a second. Good. Boop. Add that to your busy week next week. Get I'll on just, that. I'll do it right now. Good. No, you can't do it right now. Vault of Glass isn't on I'm right now. I'm absolutely doing it right now. Deepstone Crypt's on right now. Now, is that the one that said it was last week? Were they accurate in their I pinnacles? Think so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Deepstone Crypt and Prophecy. Okay. It says all players will be able to farm all legendary. Uh, it says all legendary gear from featured raids and dungeons. And it looks like it also applies to Destiny 2 raid exotics. Okay. You're right. It, you can farm the exotics. There you go. There you go. So if you there don't you have the Vex Mythoclass, next week would be a good week to get into the Vault of Glass. I mean, I, why not, right? I mean, Vex is still very a very very strong gun and it's really strong now in in 2.0 there's an actual warlock build built around oh, the vex mythoclast so mm-hmm. i mean go out there and get it's it lovely but speaking of the vault of glass there is a shader bundle or a bundle available at eververse that i wasn't i didn't normally pay any attention to that says that you basically have to have completed the vault of glass to actually be able to buy this bundle and again, not actually paying any attention to it. I didn't realize until I watched Spider Side's video this week, which I will link in the show notes, of how to do the Skeletor build for your cosplay on a Hunter. Now, it requires this unique shader that you need to purchase from Eververse to get the gold mask on the Hunter so like skull face oh, that wait. you can get yeah. from Track 97 on the pass. And it's the only shader, apparently, that turns that red part of the skeleton mask, the gold, is this shader that you can get from Eververse? So I may actually purchase it this week. Is it is it there currently in Eververse? Yes. So you need to purchase the Victory Over the Vault bundle, and that will give you Synthweath templates, Omnichronica, and the Continuum Alloy is the one that you need. And that is going to be for 500 silver. Silver only package, unfortunately. All right. What, what tab is it under? Is it seasonal, featured? It's, a, it's one of those lovely boxes. I don't know what tab it's actually under because I'm not actually in-game. Eliacal, Susan the Hunted. 
So as we are here speaking about Bright Dust and Silver, would everybody like me to tell them what's happening next week in the Eververse store? Uh-oh. I would. Oh, victory over the vault. Okay, there it is. Where Where is it, Respawn? Just for people's information. Oh, sorry, I was looking for the bundle. Where is what? Where, where's the bundle? Have you found it? Oh, yeah, I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, if you're in-game, it's underneath Archive, and it's uh, the second page, I think. Yeah, okay. second page, underneath Archive. Cool. three over the Vault bundle. And you get Continuum Alloy and Omnichroma. Continuum Alloy is the one that's yellow, so I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, that goldish color. Yes. Yeah. So for there week is... eight of our Eververse store, which is where you can use your real-world money to purchase silver to buy sometimes exclusive stuff that's only available for silver for that month. Sometimes it comes back into the Eververse store for Bright Dust, which is earnable in-game. But there, there are quite a few bundles that say, you know, silver only. There are three ornaments this season that are only silver only, which match uh, exotics that we have in the game. So... We have the Cloak of Bacris for the Hunters, which pairs well with the Mask of Bacris. We have the Mark of the Falling Star, which is for the Titans. That pairs well with the Curious of the Falling Star's chess piece. And then we have the Bond of Battle Harmony for the Warlocks, which pairs well with the Battle Harmony chess piece. And they will all be for 600 silver each. They are up next week for the weekly offerings. Although when they say weekly offerings, I'm sure these things are available on other pages on the Everse store if they are for silver for the month. Because I vaguely remember seeing like the Thundercat sword that's available this week for five hundred right. silver available somewhere else in the last couple of weeks. I could be wrong. Thunder, but I'm sure that they do. But they do put like a, a featured page, which is what I'm kind of going over now. We also have the Golden Days exotic weapon ornament for the No Time to Explain. That will be seven hundred silver. Then we have the convertible shell, which is your exotic ghost shell, that matches the ship that we told you about a couple of weeks ago. That if you put the correct shader on it, it looks like the Batmobile. So this is the miniature version that the one that like... I'm currently rocking. Oh yeah, yeah. that's going to be for six hundred silver. The ship, the shining cabriolet, if you want to look like the nineteen sixties Batmobile, is going to be up for silver next week for eight hundred silver. And then we have the sparrow to match all of those other bits. For 800 silver, and that's called the Open Sky Tree? Toro? Toro. Same name. That one. They call it He Man because they've never seen Thundercats. If you look at the animation, it's clearly Lionel going, Thunder, 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 Thundercats. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, it's not even close to He Man. Whoever tells you it's He Man, they don't love you and they're leading you <laughs> down the path of darkness. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, for silver next week, we have the exotic emote T Ball for 1000 silver. But if you want to just use your in-game currency, for Bright Dust next week, we have the Swift Persistence, which is exotic ship for 2,000 Bright Dust. We have a no-entry projection for your ghost for 1,500 Bright Dust. A shader called a Potamism. Oh, a, yeah. A mm -hmm. Orange, black, grey, and grey. Looks Sorry? looks interesting. Three hundred bright dust. <laughs> you just made me so Maybe I should just read out the colours of them. <laughs> and a pretty blue one. This one has a lovely orange highlight. 
So moving on to our ornaments for the lucky pants for the hunters. We have the Fortune of Beasts for 1,500 Bright Dust. We have the Pfizer uh, Electric Stratagem for the Titans. That's the ornament for the no backup plans. Again, 1,500 Bright Dust. And the ornament for the Necrotic Grips for the Warlocks, Replicant Exploit. Again, 1,500 Bright Dust. If you would like the Flaming Hula Hoop Exotic Emote, that will be available next week for 3,250 Bright Dust. We have the Paper Windmill Legendary Emote for 700 Bright Dust. The Long Haul Shell, which is your optic ghost shell for next week, for 2,850 Bright Dust. The Electromagnetic Executioner Weapon Ornament for the Arbalest, that will be 1,250 Bright Dust. And then we have our helmets to hopefully round out our set. The Sun's Apex Mask for the Hunters, the Dawnsinger Hood for the Warlocks, and the Radiant Breaker Helm for the Titans. These are the ones that have the fire elements on them. So next week is going to be the helmets available for 1,200 Bright Dust. And then the last week of the Eververse calendar for this season, I believe it's August, isn't it? August 16th. The chess pieces will be available. So if you are waiting around all season for those, you have to wait until after solstice, which is going to be for one, two, three, four weeks. We're going to have solstice. So that's that's coming on the 19th of July. So that's what we'll be talking about next week. Excellent. But to keep you occupied in the meantime, we do have some more challenges available for next week. It's not the end of the season, even though the story may have finished. I say may have finished. There could be an epilogue coming on the 16th of August, but I'm not going to say for definite. I could just say that I've heard on the grapevine that it could be. There's so no there may still be a cutscene or a, an extra little bit of a mission to round out the season. Mm. So for week eight of our challenges, we have shocking forgiveness. Complete sever forgiveness using arc subclass, arc kinetic or stasis weapons. And that will give you opulent umbrella energy and challenge XP plus. Vestiges of Dread 3. Throughout the season of the Haunted, collect Vestiges of Dread and pick up material nodes on the Derelict Leviathan. Right, get ready for this. What? 25,000 Vestiges of Dread in total for the season. Because I think these accumulate. You did say 1,000, not 100, correct? Correct. 25,000, wow. yes. And 80 materials. But they do. I think they do backtrack it if you've been if you have collected that throughout the season they do auto complete some of these ones so that one hopefully should be auto completed for me um that will give you challenge xp plus plus we have umbral focusing three which is focusing equipment at the crown of sorrow throughout the season they want you to focus 10 weapons and focus eight armor pieces again challenge xp plus plus and i think oh, there was one now. that was last week which was focus weapons or do a couple of weapons and i'd already done that throughout the season and it already auto completed so this one should be no problem if you've been doing the odd like focus weapon if you've been collecting the red frames and doing that so that should count towards it we have pinnacle reach the power level 1570 by earning pinnacle rewards so that's without your artifact you have to get to the pinnacle power on your guardian any guardian doesn't matter which one just one of them if you've only got one then it's just that one that will do that will give you challenge xp plus 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 and some bright dust 
We have wide point calibration, which is calibrate trace rifles, shotguns, and bonus progress for rapidly defeating targets and defeating guardians, and that would be 180 of those. That's challenge XP++ and some bright dust. And then next week, our final one is Gambit. Gambit ornament, acquire the Gambit ornament for chain of command. And if you've already done that, we'll auto-complete. That will give you challenge XP++ and some bright dust. Only pluses. Hmm. But looking looking ahead, there doesn't seem to be too many hard oh, ones this scared? season. Sorry? You said he got scared for a moment. I was like, why did you get scared? I got scared because I thought you were just, as I spent this week finishing yielding my Gambit uh, title again, I thought <laughs> for sure you were going to say next week, go play, you know, a whole bunch of Gambit or do this things in Gambit. It's like, oh, no, just get the, get the ornament. Okay, I got that. We're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and actually looking ahead for the next couple of weeks, because we've got week nine and week 10, and then that's it for the challenges. I believe that there are, you have to do 72 out of the, however many challenges there are in total. I haven't counted it up. But 72 will get you the large pile of bright dust. And there's nothing too complicated to kind of go and do like we had last season, which was going to do the raid, go and make sure you do a Grandmaster Nightfall, make sure that you do the exotic quest on the hardest setting. And it's like all these extra hard things to get that large pile of bright dust. Whereas this season, there's quite a lot of just like little things in between, which is quite nice. It's just like, just go and play the game. And if you've been playing the game, we will already reward you because we can see that, you know, we're tracked that you've actually done that. Although saying that, there was one triumph that said that I had to have completed, I think it was the Nightmare Hunt or the Nightmare and the Castellum Tier 3. And I think it was something like you had to do 150 in total. I was up to, I think it was up to about 92% at the beginning of this week. And I've become a Reaper, so I've got the title, so I've completed all the triumphs for that, but I haven't completed the challenge, which doesn't make any sense, because surely you think if you've done, you've got the, the title, you've done all the triumphs, that that would coincide with the challenges, but no, I've still got to go and play and complete a couple more of those tier threes to actually complete that, which is really bizarre. You thought it'd coincide, but no. Working as intended. No, no, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, the season hasn't been bad. Like it, it's been a lot of you know repetitive. Go hang out in the Castellum. Go go do your sever missions. But this you know play the sever missions with this subclass and this weapons. Like you know there being what four of those for challenges. Like those aren't bad. And you know and it's not like you know playing with a different loadout is going to drastically change what you're doing. It's like no, I can still mow through this. I'm still proper light level. These aren't you know super hard challenges. No, yeah, the, the Grandmaster Nightfall one is still there. But, you know, again, we're we're deep in the season of everyone making their here's how to make Grandmaster Nightfall guides and here's how to here's how to get through it. The bigger piece of that is almost find a team you can, you know, keep your cool with to get through it with. But, yeah, most most of the challenges are just go play the game, you know, you know, go play a lot of the game. You know, there it's not so much a pinnacle activity challenge season. It's a did you have enough time to sink into this game? Did you rank Gambit up twice? Did you rank your Crucible up twice? Did you rank Vanguard up twice to get those chain of command ornaments? Did you take proper advantage of the double, you know, double XP weekends or, you know, the weeks of double rewards or double, double uh, ranks if they existed as actual double ranks? Well, following on from our discussion last week where we were talking about like changing, like, getting all the game into one game and making it more friendly for new light players to come into the game. 
also what I was thinking this week is I've been doing my pinnacles and what the game doesn't make quite clear to even existing players is what pinnacles uh, give you what in power light. So if you kind of go and do your three gambit matches or your three strikes or your three crucible matches, you get a pinnacle reward. But that pinnacle reward, I believe, only gives you like a bump of plus one in whatever power. So if I was at uh, 1565, I would get a 15, 1566 item. But if you go and do, I think it's the mission that's on the throne world, the pre preservation mission. Mm -hmm. If you go and repeatedly do that one each week, that gives you, I think it's either a plus two or a plus three in your pinnacle power. This is something I'd like Bungie to work on is that when you hover over like whatever you want to play, it tells you what specific light gain that you could possibly get rather than just going, oh, I could get a powerful reward at tier one, two, and three. Actually show us what light we could possibly get from those and the pinnacle rewards so if you hover over doing like the raids we know the raids give you a significant bump in your light level don't they respawn is it like yep. plus two and three if you go and play that mm -hmm. and i think the same with uh the master nightfall i'll get a was it a, a ten thousand score in the nightfall that will give you a significant bump but you have to know where to go and what to do to, to kind of bump your light up and for new players coming into the game, it's even more confusing with all these pinnacle, powerful, and it doesn't actually tell you what possible light that you could get. And I'd, I'd like them to kind of change that and say, you could possibly get this bump in light, or this is what this pinnacle will give you in light power. It will give you plus one or plus two, plus three, whatever. Just be a bit more, just explain a bit more. Yeah, put it into the game, not not go find a guide or, or an infographic or something that someone has made to explain how this game works. Yeah. That's, and I feel like we've been saying that since day one and we'll continue to say that from day one yeah. onward, because it's it continues to be an issue. <laughs> how do I do this? I, I need to be, I need to be three light levels higher. What can I go do to get there? Anything? <laughs> look, at, yeah. look at the little shiny bits on your map and start there. <laughs> yeah but it, even that's up. confusing because you go if you're in a clan if you go and visit your clan vendor which is hawthorne down in the bottom of the or whatever use it is your words. Uh, sorry use your words uh where is she where's hawthorne she's in she's next to she has another night near ikora yeah she's next um, to ikora basically she oversees ikora yeah sure she stays on the but she now. gives you it, it says on the director that she gives you a, a, a is it a powerful reward? But it's actually a pinnacle, which doesn't make any sense. I think it's only a, a plus one or two pinnacle, but it actually says she'd give you just a powerful reward. So people may not necessarily know about that. Hey, no. is is this true? Um, I don't remember I don't this. T-Rex is saying they should do what they did back in year one where you could fuse two of the same level piece and it would be guaranteed to go up by one. Was that a thing? I don't remember that. Explain there, that again. There was a whole bunch of how you had to infuse stuff using math. And no, we, we, we don't. Uh, it's talking about like, like if you take two 1560s and infuse them together, you oh, can get yes. like a 1561 out of it. Yeah. No, that wasn't a thing, was it? Well, 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 that's what he's saying. You take two of the same thing, infuse them together, and you'll get a slightly higher one. Right. Is, is that that's the question he's, he's asking? 
Yeah, that's what he's. No, he, he wasn't asking a question. He was saying, back in year one, D two, we could do that. We could infuse two items of the same level, and we would get something a level higher. And I'm like, I don't remember that. And granted, my memory is not to be trusted, but I think <laughs> something like that would stick around in my brain housing group for a while. You know, yeah, there's, they there's, have there's... done various different iterations of how you could get to yeah. how power light with infusing. You could only infuse one item into another item that was similar of an item like i think we started off with destiny 2 with you could only infuse like fusion rifles into fusion rifles and pulse rifles into pulse rifles and things like that right um and then there were the dark times of you, you could take your 1560 and take your 1565 and then you would end up with a 1562 because math was involved and there was all sorts of calculators going around that I remember. Too. Yeah, you, you'd have you to like to get the to. average of the two or some nonsense. I do yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't get necessarily what it was if you were infusing that higher light, but you'd get somewhere in the middle, wouldn't you? Depending on what it was. You'd have to play the lottery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get a good infusion? Nope. <laughs> so they ha- they have kind of <laughs> simplified things down, but again, they're not. It's not a hundred percent clear of where I can go to get this and go to get that. And as a solo player, it's even harder because you have to rely on going to LFGs and going like, can I get into this raid? Can I go and do this with other people um, to get these Indeed. higher rewards? Yeah. As far as remembering year one, um, T-Rex, it, I'm glad you remember year one. N- none of us remember year one. We, we, we barely remember yesterday. What happened yesterday? I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it it is fun. It is fun to look back at, like either old videos or I think um I think Astrocross today. Like remember how D one used to be. Like looking back at at how how this game or these games used to be, way back before they put in you know seventy nine thousand patches that they've changed every week and being like oh yeah that's how that used to work. Those are those well, dark times that, we, we put out of our brain. D one with rose colored glasses on, like like it was the best thing ever. D one had its own set of issues, man. You know, oh, for sure. so. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, D1, in some aspects, it was better, granted. But it was by no means its own perfect iteration, you know? Indeed. But, yeah. So well, Speaking of D1, <laughs> did, did did you all, did you both get your uh, Happy Bungie Day email on Bungie Day as of uh, two days ago? I did. No. Did you, did you also have the, when you acquired your Galahorn in D1 and D2? No. Part of the email? I, that was that was bad memories <laughs> look i've told you about my email filter if she gets there before i do mm. then i don't see <laughs> well, well, well if, if if you're able to locate and find this email it will tell you when you acquired your galahorn in destiny 2 oh i know and, exactly when how and, and yeah and, and in destiny 1 so uh, we are coming up actually tomorrow uh-huh. is is the anniversary of me getting mine in 2015 July nice. 10th, 2015 is when I got mine in Destiny 1. I'd have to go back and look at my date, but I don't know the date that it happened because, you know, it was bad times. The one thing I can tell you is I didn't get the Galahorn, even though I farmed for it that entire three years I was playing or two years I was playing. I didn't get it until Zer sold it the second time around mm-hmm. a week before it got nerfed. So I had a week to enjoy the Galahorn after farming for it for years. <laughs> That's oh god, that's that's the worst, the worst. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm glad Bundy has started doing with these emails is like you know sliding in little stats, you know, putting these fun little things in there. 
you know, like it, it also has a number of kills you got with Galhorn in D1 and D2. And the community, apparently in Destiny 1, as a community, we had 7.9 billion Galahorn final blows in Destiny 1. And we're only up to five and a half billion final Galahorn blows in Destiny 2. Oh, we're slacking. Oh, so, yeah. well, well on our way. <laughs> no, I just thought that was fun. Because, I, I, you know, in addition to all the go to the Bungie store, here's our giving giving thing. Here's the store. Go buy your, your physical Galahorn for $185. Just don't ship it to Canada. And also right. the, the, another thing they were they you know told us about but didn't tell us about to celebrate the solo three upgrades the exclusive Operation Caliente Bungie Reward Emblem is available once you achieve seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven solar final blows and they put that in the email as well of how many final blows you've you've received as of the day before Bungie Day so if you're if you're trying you know want to get more final solar final blows you can get an Operation Caliente emblem I'm about. 450 away or so apparently so it just I, I appreciate them putting the stats into the emails bungie i would really like to go to a page where i could see these even if it's just a collection of the stats you've sent me in the past or for people whose um whose spouses get to their emails quicker and deletes the emails so they never actually see the stats it'd be nice to be able to go to like our bungie profile and see some of these stats it'd be fun so if we could do that that'd be great yeah, Carver, D1, there, there was a lot of good times in D1. Like, the first time the Gallahorn came out, it was world-breaking. Uh, the raid, where you had the SIVA. SIVA was my my glory days in D1. Other people like different seasons, but for me, it was the SIVA season of D1. That's that that You missed that, I'm sorry. But, you know, that was the best times. I mean, did you miss it, or is, is it still there in Destiny 1 today? I mean, I guess you could technically go back and play it, but... I mean, would he have the same feeling as as we did the first time we came through it? You know. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Speaking of the feeling, the first time someone comes through, look who it is. Is an arf? Anything? Hey, it is arf. Now, I don't. Is it a drunk arf or has he recovered? <laughs> no, it's not a drunk arf. I've okay. yet to start drinking today. That's good, in a good. couple of hours. <laughs> I have not yet begun to imbibe. <laughs> so 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 other than regaling us with stories of your lovely vacation what what other stories do you have for us this week or is that it um well <laughs> he's like lord i didn't i, I brought you lower my vacation that's all you're getting yeah <laughs> uh, where's demon i, I haven't, I haven't heard him yet oh he's not there you've been very quiet yeah. now i'm away again next weekend Okay. So I thought this week we can do something nice and short and simple. So is there any weapon weapon or armor law you guys want to discuss? I want to discuss what happened at the end of the season. We've not had to the, the season the, yet. I'm hoping that you've played. Well, this week was the end of the season for the, some people. Sort of. The end of the right. story. Not the end yeah. of the season, but the end of the story. I've, I've we, got we, as far as ex- story exercising, exercising goal from Keitel and haven't got any further than that. It's no good then. You need to go yeah, and play that. And the then lore guys unlore worthy this week. Yes, unlore worthy. Do you want me to catch up on that and then come back to you in a few minutes? I mean, if that's what he wants, he's the boss. Actually, while I got you all here, question. Squirrel. Um, one of our guys in the chat while I was playing D D on Thursday, he goes, Why don't y'all, you know, record on Thursdays or Fridays? That way, you know the TWAB is more relevant. I was like, we do sometimes, but as far as like the actual schedule goes, 
you know, that's up to Night Demon. I can bring it up to him and see what he says or whatnot. But like, uh, because yeah, Thursday th- evening is like two a.m. for them. Fair. Because time zoned friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a couple of people have asked, like, why don't you? Because there is a five-hour time difference between Eastern America and the kingdom that is united. Yeah, We're I not think just, just you know, because they they get like this week at Bungie a day before it resets. And and, <laughs> and 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 I mean, and to be fair. The 12 isn't relevant until Tuesday anyway. So we're well ahead of the game. Yeah. I guess. No, nothing in the 12 is going to happen until at the very least Tuesday. And even then, as we've learned, maybe not even Tuesday. Because they may just lie to you in the 12. The 12 may just lead you astray. 12 it may be a fanciful does. story tale or a fanciful fairy tale that we're going to give you that doesn't even help you at all. Yeah, what he said. Also, to answer that question of... Uh, not recording on a Thursday. We could record on a Thursday, but the advantage that we have of recording on a Saturday is that sometimes that even though the TWAB gets dropped, there are then follow-on tweets from DMG, from Cosmo, from the rest of the community managers that then go out after the TWAB going, oh, we forgot to put this in the TWAB, which don't often get discussed on other podcasts that actually do record on the Thursday night. I mean, you'll have the, like the last word, you've got DCP that you can listen to kind of go over the twelve, but then at the weekend you get a lot more information there's more stuff that comes out or even posts and and things that there's more information there's more videos that come out going well this this and this which is one of the reasons why we kind of record at the weekend to then get all that information ready for you for monday and it's out on monday so that you can start your week next week with um ahead of the game some of the stuff that they like i said that they they tweet out doesn't make the 12 until the following thursday and sometimes it's nice to know that stuff there and then before you kind of get into that week plus you know work schedules and things like that there's just there's always kind of been conflicts i mean respawn does his D on a thursday sometimes that conflicts with that if we have to record on a thursday night yeah like so, if we have a long stream i have to cut it short so i can join D D. so yeah a so Friday you might do be get the benefit off. of extra stuff that you don't all that everybody else gets from the twelve. You get other stuff. Well, I did see a sticker in the tower recently. Well, I saw a picture of a sticker in the tower. Squirrel saying, <laughs> "Sorry, I, I just I remembered. I just remembered it, and if I don't say it, I'll yeah, forget about it." Okay. okay, two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, a sticker in the tower, and now I'm not actually exactly sure where this is. But it basically says this is a Telesto free zone. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Apparently so. I'll see if I can find the. It's on my Twitter feed. Oh, was... <laughs> is the gunsmith still holding the Telesto? Yes. <laughs> because, um. <laughs> the 100% has been suspiciously yes. quiet for a couple, of a, week, a couple of weeks now. Why do you say these things? Do you it's, hate it... the game? No, I love the game. And the Telesto is something. They, 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 well, they gave us this, you know, because because honestly, I've what I what I've wanted is them to do a big deep dive on like why the Telesto is the Telesto, and they gave us like a little bit of a, you know, bug hunting dive this week in the twelve. And I was, I, I'm, I'm hoping for the day where they're like, all right, here is what, here is why the Telesto is the Telesto. Here is why it is such a weird and wonderful thing that is sentient. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's just to me, it feels like. How can I say this? It's like, um, it'd be better off if they had just a whole documentary on the Telesto. What uh, it is, why it does uh-huh. what it does, why it's broken. You could, you could fill a documentary with that. I guarantee I would, you could. I would watch that in a second. 
Exactly. Hmm. The lore behind the Telesto, what it's possessed with, or who possessed it, you know, things like that. You know? How many people at Bungie have resigned because they had to work on Telesto and just could not figure it out? Yep, and right there, uh, we, we know 100% that uh, Banshee44 is still the evil mad scientist he's always been, because now mm-hmm. he's deliberately screwing with the Telesto. You know, so has he been working against them the entire time? Is he actually a sentient AI within the game, yeah. building the Telesto as part of a plan for world he's domination? Both. He's a sentient AI. Yeah, because he's on uh, Europa as a sentient AI. I, mm-hmm. I'm giving this to you right together. now, Demon. Uh, one of the chat gave me. He says this is the closest thing to a Telesto uh, documentary, and it is every single time. Telesto has broke destiny, and it is 23 minutes long. Definitely not Deacon approved, but I think it's relevant. Right, we'll stick that in the show notes for people to check out. I'm actually a little surprised it's that short. <laughs> well, I, guess, I mean, uh, he might just be talking fast. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I guess the Telesto instances have not been as plentiful as they have been catastrophic. <laughs> when Telesto breaks a game, it really breaks the game it, 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 it's not one to go i'm gonna make things a little weird it's like no 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 we're gonna break it all the way the telesto is gonna break a titan bubble <laughs> See, as an example mm-hmm. where we've gone through next week in destiny guys uh-huh. you don't get that on other podcasts because they right. don't wait until next week in destiny we wait until that friday or even if we don't wait until that friday we record it and put it into the podcast so you know what's happening next week in destiny or maybe you don't because maybe they lied to us again yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> <laughs> plus you listen to us anyway so we even even if we don't have the information you want when you want it there's something about us that that draws you near right so there's the entertainment factor you're not accounting for you know what i'm saying so and let's be honest if, if, if you're looking to get the information just re- read the top you're, you're done in five minutes and then you have the information I mean, we're not here to read ask you. We're here to that. amuse you you know, Astacross gives you the twelve. Yeah. I mean, a million day. people can sit here and just like read the twelve for you the day it comes out and, and give you their hot takes. We will give you your hot takes, your cold takes, and all your lukewarm takes, and we'll even give you the slow cooker takes. It took three days to get there because they said, "Oh, hey, we forgot to tell you these parts." Yeah, don't forget the random tangents thrown in as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. squirrel. Random tangents. And I suppose, seeing as our our law guy hasn't finished his story this week, maybe we should talk about (laughs) some other stuff and come to the story when he can return and we can discuss the story. That gives people, you know, a couple of weeks to kind of catch up because you may be behind and we don't want to spoil it for you. Well, I did bring up the Telesto law after we've been talking about it and it's not very long. (laughs) (laughs) It just says, LOL, I do what I want. Vestiges of the Queen's Harbingers are yet to linger among Saturn's moon. Public key 053689DWS Regal. From Paladin Kamala Rior, Paladin Commander TF 5.3. Two, Acting Regent Pet Revenge. Subject, Prison of Elders Containment Risk. Message is, Contingency Reserves Overdrawn. We underestimated nobility troth reparations. Aldrin suggests that we open reintegration talks. Have you discussed endowment support? Two, if Reef endorses support, Paladin Orin will engineer reinforcement. Message ends. And that's it. So, 
was the Telesto, is that the creation of a Telesto? Was it there to <laughs> the quell an uprising in the Prisoner of Elders? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we do know the Paladin Auron is a code. Hmm. And that code was engineered by Cade. Am I right? Am I right or am I right? I'm right. And normally when Palad- you see Paladin Auron, 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 yeah. Normally, you then that that is whatever follows that. You normally take the first letter of each word to make another message. Hmm. So I've already just quickly looked at this one. It's just W E R. The Telesto so was that, reincarnated. Does, possibly, and that that explains a lot. <laughs> you it saw how it, put... it, it terminated itself, and it went back into its own past and changed its future. We cracked the case. So, so uh, uh, although I was sort of curious because you were asking about the weapons, is there is there any lore reason why, like the like all of the you know pretty gold weapons in the firefight, the firefight being a new addition, you know the the drain baroque coming back, you know the Ostringer, all that stuff, is there a lore reason that all the stuff was came yeah came back or was it just sort of a since they, they they sort of you know they were the package that come with the location. Hey, this location is back, and thus all the weapons come back with it. Or was there any right. actual like lore I think reason? a different set, but I know what you mean. They 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 look, yeah yeah they've got that kind of muddy brown look to them with the red the baroque. No, mm. no, the the fire fright is the kind of muddy brown looking weapons that have the red kind of crystally glowing eye in the center when you feel kind of reticle. Well, I think that's just the style because a lot of the the a lot of the weapons have been brought back within the um, the derelict Leviathan. So I think that's sort of like a it says Baroque here, uh, an Earth artifact refashioned to suit the Emperor's modest tastes. There's there's two sets this season. You've got the one that's got the fire fright in it, and it's got a, there's a shotgun, and I can't remember yeah. what else the yeah, weapons are. Yeah, and then there, there's the a hunter weapon set. set. And yeah. the opulent weapon set. You've got the opulent weapon set. That's it. Yeah, that'd be the Baroque set. Now that that's all. Yeah, I mean, for the auto rifle that I just remember because it's the auto rifle. But, <laughs> but 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 I mean the question sort of stands. You know, is there is there any lore reason or lore behind these coming back when they did, or is it just a you know more or less a convenient? This location comes back. People like these weapons. We'll bring them all back. To well, you. it's this location, and I believe a, a lot of these were originally given out in the um, what was the six-player activity menagerie. Yep. Yeah, and then they've been refashioned again because of the difference in the Leviathan now, with it being derelict. Spooky now. Yeah, so that's why they've been remodeled because there would have been there. What they're saying is there would have been on the Leviathan anyway. Um, because we've seen this in in the menagerie, but now everything's changing it changing in Leviathan to be sort of a bit run down, a a bit uh, a bit battered, uh, and basically rotten away. And that's why you're getting this look on the guns. But is that why like these guns came back? Because because, because they're, just of, on, they're they're just on the Leviathan and they came with the Leviathan. They were. Well, in, I think in they've Leviathan got. I think they. Uh, I think they are using it as a type of loot pool for the callus themed uh callus <laughs> and cabal themed what are you doing? <laughs> what are the questions and not getting good answers. No, no, one of the guys in the chat he's all like you should you should do the lore on the burnout. I was like, What's that? He goes, It's the it's the sparrow that's on fire. And so I found it and the lore <laughs> it's a, you know the sparrow that's on fire, like like the 
God, what's his yeah. name? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It says, fight fire with fire and fight everything else with fire, too. <laughs> Is it supposed to be on fire? Marcus brushed his hands off, leaving streaks of soot on his pants. It wasn't, he admitted. But I can't get it to stop burning. <laughs> Ariadine tilted her head, watching the flames. Why is that? He says, the solar energy that Anna helped integrate, he said, it's not totally contained, but it is stable enough to ride. I've tried it. (laughs) Does the fire ever go out? Not as far as I can tell. Huh. Ariadine crossed her arms. Seems dangerous. He goes, yeah, like I said, it's stable for now and I can ride it, but who knows how long that'll last. It could probably explode at any second. They stood in silence, watching the charred sparrow burn. Cool, Area Dad whispered. Marcus grinned. I know, right? <laughs> I still think Marcus Wren should be the um the hunter vanguard. <laughs> He's so much more like Cade. Yeah. Uh, I mean that line right there, it could kill me at any second. That's pretty cool. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a ghost. <laughs> This is the guardian only model. Uh, you may you may meet a sudden and swift end, but you'll be warm. Just don't That's let right. one go while you're riding it. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, it'll be behind you. You're fine. The flames are in the front. You'll be right. You better hope the guy in front of you so doesn't you get, let so one go while you're riding. <laughs> yeah, but if you let one go, you'll scorch front and back. Then. I mean, but there's no fire in the back. That's what I'm saying. All no, the fires yeah. in the front. What you reminded me of is like in that movie, How to Train a Dragon, how the dragon shoots the fire in front of them and he just rides right through it. I can imagine that happening. <laughs> that is quite a good movie, actually. Yes, it's, yeah, it's good. It's one of the better ones. We'll, we'll stick the spoiler horn in front of this section just in case people aren't there yet and don't yeah, want to know. But yeah. We'll fix it in post. If you heard it live, uh, that's why we tell you it's a live show. You know what you're going to get. So, Arf, I've got a question that relates to the end of the season, but it's something that's been around for a while. And I just wanted to kind of clarify it for the people that have been, may have seen the end of the story. Now, when we did the Leviathan raid and we fought Callus's robots at the end, and yep. he clapped his hands and he sent us into some kind of realm. And it was that big head that used to spit out all the little flaming blue heads and we'd shoot all of those and then be teleported back to that room, shoot the robot and kind of defeat the raid. Is there... Hopefully one phase it so you don't have to do it again, yeah? Yeah. God, yes. Is there a law section on that floating head and where that realm is and why it is the floating well, head of Callus? We went to... there in the last couple of seasons. Where? Where the mindscape. Okay. And that is an area. The mindscape mindscape is actually created by the scions. Okay. Um, Yeah. So remember, we they created an area where we could try and trap the um, the lucent hive. Yes. So that was last season, wasn't it? That was last season. Now that's a very similar thing to what they're doing there. They are creating an area. To challenge us, because that's what the Leviathan raid—that was Callus's test to see if we were worthy. Yeah. So was he creating that kind of mindscape realm? 
no, he's he's instructed the scions to create because the the scions are all about psychic power, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Was that why we had to kill the scions in the mindscape to destroy it to get back out of it to then fight hey, the robot again? Somebody's keeping hey. it up. There you go. <laughs> Somebody understand the raid eight years later. Look at me. Right. So the signs that we had to punch. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Better late than never, question mark? We don't ask then, why questions. It's just on fire because it is, okay? Yeah. And then the big floating head spitting out with the, the flaming skulls. What was all that about? We don't ask about Kallus' weird fantasies. Okay, sorry. We, we, yeah, it's... I mean, that's not that's, that, that's just... Thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. Somebody's got a bit of a warp and twisted mind whoever came up with that one. <laughs> Okay. Uh, to be honest, there's, there's, there's been, thing. from what I can tell, there's been no kind of explanation to why it spat out the scores other than to give us an opportunity to get a bonus multiplier on damage. Fair enough. Good Everybody goes to loves a stack. Everyone good, loves a good stacks on stacks, don't they? Mm-hmm. Bits on bits on bits on bits. Bits on bits on bits on bits. Bits on bits on bits on bits. Bits on 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 bits Cows will sit around being like, wouldn't it be cool if? <laughs> so when we were fighting that giant head, were we actually fighting a, like a, a, a version of Callus, or were, were we actually fighting Callus at that point? Because when I think you remember when we were discussing the Glycon mission from last year, we went through the law readings on that, and he was like a, a lying on a bed, dying kind of husk, meddling with a crown, wasn't he? He was basically a floppy mess. Yeah, is the best way to describe it because it was almost like he had no bone structure anymore. <laughs> He didn't look like the robot. Yeah, that that wasn't actually the best. I've just realised what I said there, and that's not the best way to actually describe uh, it. No, I think it's actually the perfect way to describe it. Who is this foe? Oh, he's a floppy mess. Don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah, but every he, now and again he, he, he turns into a giant robot. So you know, no, he's watch robots. Out that. Are they created in his the image? Robots. Aren't they? Uh, yeah. yeah, they are created in his image. Okay. Oh now, my god, is he, he a Dalek? Is he the first Dalek? He's, he's Davros. Yeah. This no, is Davros praying. isn't inside a bot. This is just no, but he was the again. first Dalek. He created them. Yeah, but he himself isn't inside the robot things. Well, he's half inside it. It's a chair. Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah. I guess. It's just like Krang and the Ninja Turtles. Same thing. Same story. Yeah, I guess so. Callus is Unless a brain. In a robot. That's it. <laughs> Unless you go by the the last movie that they did, and it was awful. No, we, do, we don't acknowledge that. It's not part of canon. So, the... The floating head, let's get back to that again. Is that a version of the way he perceives himself that's kind of trapped in this mindscape? Or is it uh, a projection from him in his mind fighting us? Well, the the way we've got to look at this is it's part of a test by Callus to see if we're oh my worthy. God. Oh my God. Speaking of what? which, I'm doing that right now. I'm, I'm in the final mission and the head's just started. I didn't know I was going to have to do this. Don't spoil <laughs> it for people. You're the one spoiling it. I'm, I'm just not. I didn't it. say no, we're talking about the Leviathan raid. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so this head, um, 
what we've got to imagine is this is this is as I was saying before, this is a massive test by Callus to see if we're worthy to be be a shadow, effectively. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that test is to test our strength both in the mindscape and in the real world, and that's why he splits the fi- splits the uh, the two fire teams apart into two fire uh, into the two fire teams. Okay. The reference to the head, it could just be because. Callus is vain and he's got to have images images of himself everywhere. <laughs> but in regards to the head itself, I don't know. At that point, Callus has got no connection to the the darkness or the witness. And as we he has had contact with him by this point because he had contact with the darkness before he if you read the Chronicron, mm. he had to, he uh, in his journey from Torobottle to us. Uh, aboard his the Leviathan prison ship, as it was then, he met the darkness, and the darkness freed the controls of the prison ship, and he managed to pilot. Uh, he got his guys to pilot it to Earth after he hurt. We defeated Gull. Yes, I just think it's a bit of vanity on his part, to be honest. So at this point, when he's piloted the ship to Earth, and we go in there to compete in this Leviathan raid, is he still alive? Un like not a, a gooey mess is he kind of in that form of like the robots show us he looks like at that point in time before he starts messing with the crown or is he dying as he's coming to earth it's possible he's dying to when he comes to earth because he he spacewalks to meet the darkness into the abyss yeah he has a he, dis- he has a bit of a chat with the darkness and comes back aboard the ship and there was a question on the, in the, by one of the um his scribes saying his pressure suit was faulty so it could all have been hallucinations okay so that problem with his pressure suit could be the cause of it, actually him him potentially going downhill from there now my my if i if i was honest to take a guess on it i i would say pretty much yeah he's being kept alive and that's why we <laughs> necronomicon i'm sorry i just saw that continue squirrel what <laughs> somebody him. in the chat he's says callus has the necronomicon you no know, the, the the chronicron yeah but <laughs> just thinking about callus with the necronomicon summoning cthulhu <laughs> just stop 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 go continue now, all I'm thinking now is Army of Darkness when he goes to get the Necronomicon and sees right. miniature versions of himself. Right, yeah. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the miniature heads. Yeah, he does have the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, I genuinely think Callus is dying by this point or is in some sort of life support by this point, which is why you actually only hear his voice and you get the uh, the giant robots. Okay. Pay no attention to that man behind the mask. <laughs> or yeah, the, the, the wizard yeah, behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So he, he's on the Leviathan when we've completed the Leviathan raid. Yes. But we still don't know. We've, we've never seen him. And then the Glycon came along and explained how that kind of tied in with the, was it the, how did that suddenly kind of go from the, the crown being on the Leviathan to then being on well, it it didn't leave the Leviathan for for a long time because after after we um, defeated Galron, the yeah. the crown was left on the Leviathan. So Callus still had it. Okay. We never actually took the crown, so it was still in his possession. He just transferred it to the Glycon to experiment on on it and with with the score. 
And he had the help of one of those the, the guardian at the end of that mission, didn't he? To uh, yes, we've been calling him Catabasis for a long for the longest time, but apparently it's pronounced differently. It's Catavasis. Ah, okay. Yeah, we did a whole law reading on Catabasis. Yes, we did, and we've we've been saying it wrong for the longest time. We have, or did we just follow your lead? Follow his lead. Follow you, didn't, you, you never corrected me. We're going to need a pronunciation guide. You're the law guy. If you now we're going to need to add a pronunciation guy as well as a law guy. No, no, no. <laughs> if, if if Ishtar Commander or Ishtar Collective doesn't have a pronunciation guide, you you make it up as you go along, or you listen to how, whatever. To be, to be fair, the Spoonful Theory podcast we're, we're we're calling it Catabasis for the longest time as well, and they've only recently come across it. it was uh, oh, fair enough. Then. So it wasn't just us. You've kept your job for another week. Carry on. You can't, you can't just make up words and then say you're pronouncing the <laughs> word wrong. It's, it's not how that works. <laughs> All words are made up. We can pronounce them however we like. Sometimes with a British accent, sometimes not. Remind us of the Glycon. So the Glycon came along into the system. and The, Gly the, uh, the Cabal the used Mars. Was it Mars or Nessus? As a military dock. Right. Um, and in the story, the Glycon, Catavasis, um, a scion, uh, I can't remember the scion's name, and a, um, a legion or a centurion called Botto, yeah, had to go and steal the ship. And this is one of the Red, red, uh, red Legion's flagships. Yeah. So they disabled... Why did they have to steal it? I can't remember why they had to because steal it. Because they, they needed a, ba a base to experiment on. So why didn't Callus just use the Leviathan? Or was he too scared to use the Leviathan? It's, it's a redundancy, isn't it? You don't do a, a dangerous experiment on your own big ship. You get somebody else's to do it on. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, you don't you, do the big You build yeah. your own raccoon city to do your experiments in, and that way when things go wrong... Mm -hmm. It still like spreads wrong. literally you, you, everywhere. You, you, you mm -hmm. put a wall around it and nuke it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so they stole the ship... They then used the Crown of Sorrow to experiment to commune with the darkness, wasn't it, for Callus yes. on behalf of Callus? And yes, they in were... that story, didn't he commune with the darkness? Eventually, and that's when the Glycon disappeared. And the Leviathan uh, the... returned. The, the Leviathan disappeared, and that's when the, the Glycon got infected with the Egregore spores. Uh, and the, I believe that was when the um, oh, what was the boss on that on that uh, dungeon called, the big the big scorn guy that sort of randomly appeared behind you when you were very low health, and it was really really frustrating. Which dungeon the? Uh... It was on the Glycon, the Glycon mission. You know where you jumped down and there was if you jumped down at the wrong time without turning all the switches off, you were on fire. Yeah, and if you mm -hmm. jumped down, all of a sudden he'd appear behind you from absolutely nowhere and he'd squash between you and the wall and then he'd just thump you with his maul. Mm. He did that to me so many times. Yeah, I can't remember what he said. They, they created him and it, then, it, then it all moved on to we actually found all the information over several weeks about uh, Catavasis and his, I can't remember what his ghost was called. Oh, the boss was called the Locus of Communion. That was it. Once known as Akris, A-K-R-I-I-S, was a scorn ravager mutated by the Crown of Sorrow. But yeah. then, if you if you think think back, 
uh, to the um, the latest raid. I can't remember its name. Sorry, I'm being really, really rubbish today. Um, you saw the Caretaker, which is also a Scorn. Oh, Vow of the Disciple, yeah. You saw the, the Caretaker, which is also a mutated Scorn. Okay. So you kind of ask yourself, was the, was the well, were the scorn? I know they were created by. Did Ultra. the witness actually help taken Riven corrupt the wish? Possibly. There, yeah, there could have been a long, a long con to all of that, couldn't there? Yes, and that helped create the scorn, and um, they now, well, they they fight alongside the taken, don't they? Yes. Hmm, that's interesting. So in, in the nice. in the timeline of the story, we the Leviathan disappeared. We had the Glycon appear, and it yep. was at the end of the mission. So we were just finding out about all those three working together, finding out about what happened to Callus. And then at the beginning of the Witch Queen, the Glycon disappeared, and then three well, did, or four months we, later, I, I question that: Did the Glycon disappear, or was it just vaulted? I'm guessing it, it. Well, yeah. Space is a big place. It's easy to lose things. Big place. Could it? Could it just? Be, could it just be that it's it's vaulted and we don't need to go there currently? Possibly. Yeah. And with with part of, because it's supposed to be orbiting where Mars was. I like. So with the with part of Mars coming back in the Witch Queen is why they actually vaulted. Um. Vaulted the Glycon because that's literally, in the same sort of play in that sort of area and they don't want too much on Mars as as from a uh, content um, point of view. Possibly. So at the end of the Glycon mission, we found that after running it about several weeks, we actually got access to the actual Crown of Sorrow. And at the end of that, we then took it into our possession, didn't we? Um, or did Eris it? It was, we, well, I don't know if we took it into the, uh, to the Vanguard possession or, was it Eris? No, no Savathun or Osiris. Oh, okay. Because Savathun was Osiris at that point. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember us going down to that the room underneath where you find the dead guardian and you get the dead messenger, not dead messenger, the dead man's tail scout rifle. There was another room that you went under once you've completed it several times and you had unlocked the data pads, and that's where yeah. the ground was hiding. And I vaguely remember it being transmitted out of there or some kind of dialogue saying that we were going to kind of take possession of it. But as you said, I can't remember whether it was Osiris. It, it would have, well, it's Osiris. We normally got the, uh, the dialogue from as we played that mission. So my guess is it was Osiris that transmitted it out. Okay. And pretended, so, so he could study it, he pretended to actually put it in the Vanguard possession. So we now have it aboard our like helm, which is our lovely little floating ship that has now been. Well, is it? It's been taken over gradually. It's getting getting yeah. a bit of a weed infestation there. Uh, yeah, it's got the same weed infestation that the Leviathan has now got. Yeah, the egregore. Yeah, and I don't know whether you're up to that point in the story where it's discussed what the egregore is or could possibly be. Well, that's been theorised and all the other things I listened to anyway, that it's possibly that that's how Callus is spreading his consciousness over ships. Okay, yeah. He's a fungus? Yes, Ew. apparently so. He was the fungus among us. 
because there are a lot of law readings that say or, or where you hear Callus speaking to you through those automatons that we go through the missions the seven missions uh where he says that he can feel you running through the underbelly and running through the missions or people in the leviathan he can actually feel that now running through him and that that's that's how they said he spread himself through his ships it was a, it originally sprang up through his footsteps so it's almost like a Oh, like he got face athlete's in, foot. Yeah, like he got infected. He that got that infected infects by the, ship. the crown. And yeah, then as he walks around, spreads that infection. Yeah. Oh man, madness spreads like. An so infection. it's going to be interesting to see whether that infection actually takes the helm over completely by the end of maybe not the end of this season, but maybe by the end of the year, and we lose access to the helm. Well, I did believe. Well, that makes sense because they they are due to take some content away from us yeah um because it, it destiny itself for the playable space has got to a size again comparable how it was before they started the content vault helm to infected <laughs> into the vault you go yes Hi, oh we got two infected and it uh, winked out of it winked into um i can't remember what they called it it's like oh not subspace what am i thinking it's not star trek or is it black? They were they, all went into black holes, didn't they? Which yeah, one? but they called it called it's, it's similar to a black hole, but it's it's almost like phase shifted out into a separate reality. Okay, it's just in slip space. It's fine. Yeah, so it doesn't actually be... move, and it's still there. They they say it's just in a different part of reality, so we can't see it. Hmm. It's just all, it's, it's along the mycelial network. It's fine. That would make a good a kind of excuse, I suppose, for Bungie to say right. These places have been infected by the egregore, and that means that we, as guardians, cannot can no longer go to those specific places, which would give them a reason to content vault those specific places. Yep, and it could also be uh, the reason why the glycon is no longer accessible as well. Hmm. We're going to need to use Siva in order to remove the egregore, so Ooh. then the wrath of the machine raid can come back and. Yeah, but you know that those returning raids do not have any like law implications, which would. And that they have, they have said that as well. Not yet. Mm. It's a shame that because those raids would have tied in perfectly, or, or the, to give them a reason to come back from the content vault. I mean, like you just you've just said, off with what they have now is comparable to what we had before the content vault. And now we're going to be adding another raid into that as well. Yeah. And potentially a big raid if it's going to be King's Fall. That's a big raid because you think you've got to bring that back the uh, Dreadnought or parts of that Dreadnought, which were huge. Yeah, that it was. was huge if that's the one that's coming back. So he says, Scratch Reflex says, but death is used to grow the spores. If there's nothing aboard the Glycon to die, there should have been nothing to fuel the growth and overtake the ship. There was always scorn on there, though. Those scorn was, was there always scorn, coming though? back? Every time I went on there, there was scorn. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I got hammered by scorn all the way through that. Well, there you go. <laughs> Is the Aragorn sentient enough to start growing its own <laughs> growing its own scorn? No, with, with the scorn, if you don't completely destroy them by burn them with fire, they come back to life. See, and this season would have been the perfect season to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that is that real? Or are you just making that up? No, that's real. Because don't forget, they're reanimated, and that's how the Fickrel keeps coming back. 
after we've killed him numerous times. So, so okay, so that's so why we have to keep going back to fight those eight freaking because yeah. we're burning so we, with fire. If we sell the scorn, enough of those sparrows that are always on fire, <laughs> <laughs> then feed them with some spicy food. Who says sell them? Just give Figured them. it out. <laughs> well, he says that they don't stay dead long enough to fuel the growth. I didn't. I mean, is there a time limit for the growth? I mean, if and, and then, yeah, okay, it's, okay, it's, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Follow that up, right? So, if there are scorn on the ship. And it's not near us, right? Okay, so it's not near us. We're not killing it. But there is still scorn on the ship, right? What's killing them? They're not killing each other. Well, so how are they dying? You say that, but Screebs do run into each other and kill each other quite a lot. When they're yeah. trying to kill us? Screebs are like the Frozen Clan. They blow each other up. They blow each other up, and you've seen them take out several of the of the, of the, uh, rat, of the, um, the scorn. Yeah. I, I don't believe for a second... That just like a crater of thrall, you're not going to have a black hole of screebs. They're going to blow each other up. It's what yeah. they do. And it's there's got to be the occasion where the, the screeb factory goes bang as well. Mm -hmm. Factory. Um, Kalos used his cloning projects to fuel the Aragorn growth across the Leviathan. He needed the spores to link to the pyramid. Yes. Oh, okay. You know all the pyramids in our system? The one on the moon, the one yeah, on yeah. the Savathun ship, the one on Europa. Is there a fourth one? Nessus. There was one on Nessus, wasn't there? No, actually, on the actually no. put on down the, on the planet. Io. There was one on Io, wasn't there? No, because Io has gone. That doesn't count. Okay. It's the ones we still have access to. They they talk to each other, and through that talk, they then actually they're communicating with something else. Now, in another way, Callus is actually starting to talk to the pyramid ships and has access to that communication system that they've got with somewhere else. Do you remember in the um, the law book for the Moon law book where the uh, the K one dig site and the talk and they they found the artifact and it begins communicating with something else? No, but you've reminded us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a similar thing to that. Okay. So so far we've only got. The two pyramids that are talking to each other, then? No, from what I can tell, uh, from what I've uh, read and actually looked at, it's actually the, 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 one, the one in the pyramid ship, the one in the, uh, sorry, not the one in the pyramid ship, what am I? The one in the throne world, the one on IO, the one, on the, the one in the moon as well. You they all IO talk to each other. Count. Hey? You said IO doesn't count. You just told me off. Oh, sorry, not IO. Europa. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you've got three pyramid ships that form this. And they talk to each other through the fungus? I'm not sure if it's through the fungus, but they, they do transmit to each other and then almost link together to actually make a powerful... Trans oh, not. I'm not too sure, but then they actually manage to actually communicate with something out outside the system. So the pyramid ship that we've got on the moon that we've gone in and fought some of the the nightmares in. We've only seen a slight, small version of that. Uh, and the same with the one that's on Europa. We've only been in like a small version of that. But we've you've been in the raid for the Vow the Disciple, and, and there's it's huge. And would you not say that that's one of the prime ones? Because that's got the mother worm in it. And we now have that. Um, yeah, is that worm still alive? 
Arf seems to think it is. It's believed it's in stasis. It's, we're not sure if it's alive or not, but it's definitely in stasis or some sort of hibernation. Would you not say that we've got one of the, the witnesses' greatest weapons, that we've actually got access to that and he hasn't got access to that? I don't know, Is it all, in all honesty. Well, I need you to know. You're the law guy. You <laughs> need to know, and then I need to know. But potentially we have like three of the pyramid chips that we have. We, 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 well, don't, we, we don't have them. No, we have access to them, but we, we don't, don't control have them. them. Did we not have the one that with the vow of the disciple on Savastin's throne world? Because she's no, got locked that's... on her throne world. We can it's we can go in there, but we don't yeah. have control of that. Same with we we've been in the one on, on the moon, but we don't mm -hmm. have control of that. No, it's it's the same. Did we go on the one on I? Uh, not on, I want to say I O now Europa. We've been in that on uh, yeah, one of the but the again we don't have control of it. No, but possibly abilities that Savathun has control or has it locked down in her throne world and if we befriend her and she becomes like part of our cabal then maybe we could or she could use that worm and that ship to kind of bring down the witness possibly yes so yeah I'm predicting the future about here. befriending Savathun turn their own yeah. weapons against them yeah, perhaps we should have listened her. to her and allowed her to protect the freaking... <laughs> yeah, but at, at the time, when we knew Savathun, she had to obey her nature because of the worm. Now, she doesn't have the worm. We can actually work with her because she doesn't have to be that lying, scheming cowbag. She just enjoys it. Yeah. I mean, does she, though? She doesn't anymore, no, because she doesn't have a worm. We made it into right. a gun, remember? But the worm, yeah, but the worm doesn't... The worm forces them to abide by their nature. Yes. Right. So it was her nature to be an evil bitch. No, the worm it wasn't. It, well, hang on, hang on. Well, well, her nature has twisted over millennia. Her, okay. She was the god of cunning, which then evolved into lies. So to, to say someone's cunning doesn't mean they're inherently evil. Okay. But that cunning forced her to tell lies and be cunning. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now she can still be cunning, but she doesn't have to tell the lies because she doesn't need to feed a worm. You'd be surprised if somebody's constantly holding an axe over your head, you'd be surprised what you do. Right, but, but feed, feed, feed me or I'm going to kill lies. you. Right, but it's also not a hard, like, he's not going to not tell the lies just because she doesn't have to. She's got the free will back to either lie or not. Exactly. She's no so she's held to, but she still could. I mean, I kind of prefer her with the worm because at least we know everything that's coming out of her mouth is a lie and we can just do the opposite. I think yeah. what I'll yeah, could... say is that she's going to be redeemed for the fact that, you know, the traveler says that she's been redeemed and she's now a light bearer. Yeah. And she's going to she see the light and come over to the good side. Sure, we're just gonna trust that people in the in the, in the air. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, what we trust it for everything else. And we see where it's led us now. <laughs> right, and at that point, I'm gonna have to go. Fair enough. So, what I need from you, off is to go away, finish the story. Oh, I'm going then. See you later. <laughs> no, no, finish the story. 
and then I need to do a bit of research. I need to know. I need to know all about the end dialogue between the Drifter and Eris. We want some more information on that. Okay, so you need to listen to all the radio transmissions. Need you to kind of really play that last story mission and take some stuff away from what we've talked about today and bring us back some information. Not necessarily law readings, but just some information. So you're giving me homework now. I am. But you are away for two weeks, so, you know. Yeah, I am away for two weeks. The people, yes. you know, when we have an off, we have We've something. Plenty of time. Ooh, Savathun is going to be a vendor in the next two years. That's a bold statement. Who's making that statement? I wouldn't, wouldn't put that past him. T-Rex King. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, T-Rex. Just, but it, anyway. It to me what, what the story means that I just finished playing. I murdered all the aliens real good, and now why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, in some of these places, were they aliens? Okay, uh, off. I digress. Mm-hmm. Get going. Right. Yeah, Good I'll see you later, up. guys. Thank you very much for dropping in. That's all right. You're most welcome. Take right, care. Goodbye. Bye. Juices. Until the nebulous future. So I've got a question for you guys. Carrying no on from what we were talking about no with law and things. <laughs> Damn it, parody! <laughs> <laughs> Not it. <laughs> I mean, um, yes, we are knowledgeable and uh, remember. No, no, it's not, not, nothing knowledgeable about law and things. I've just got a, a question for you because I was listening to like the last word podcast and they were discussing the uh, the final shape and uh, lightfall, and they were discussing the the models that we now or that we currently have. And I think Tiger Travis said it would have been nice for maybe like one whole year where we went through each like uh, uh, each season and we lost each season up until the, we've got the new expansion and then we win big. And I think they they were talking about Mm. that and, and the way that the models work is that we get the big expansion, we win big. And then each season thereafter, there's a little bit of a mini boss. We win there's another mini boss we win kind of thing he'd like to see the reverse of that and then that got me thinking of that when we do get lightfall next whatever whenever it's due to drop after the next two seasons and then we move further into the final shape does it work the opposite way round? because they said that the final shape would be the end of like this big story arc of destiny it, it would kind of wrap up the majority of what we've got what we are looking at right now yeah the first 10 year arc do, do they then still stick to the model that they've currently got is that we have the big season and then we have well we have the big uh expansion and then have the four seasons that kind of tail off do we have that with the final shape do we have the big season where it kind of wraps up the whole story and then we have four separate seasons after that wrapping up tiny little bits after that or does it work the other way around do we get like the four seasons in Lightfall that then lead up to the final shape and then that's it, that we don't get seasons after that that kind of do anything? Or does it work in reverse that we get we get the beginning of the final shape and we have then have the four seasons and in that last season is the big grandeur finale of everything? How do you think it's going to work? Well, we're going to have to lose something big, right? Because that's how it all starts off. We, we lose Cade for a season and then you know we lose light for a season and then you know we're going to have to have a great loss at some point in time right so do we lose our light entirely and can only use the darkness for a season you know i don't know 
Um, I mean, potentially story-wise, that sounds really good, but I don't think they'll do that with the way that they've they spent all this time and effort reworking all the light subclasses. Yeah, I mean, it's we, a good we have theory. lost it once temporarily, but now just like, I mean, especially if the game is coming to an end, you know, it's like, okay, over all these years, we've given you this and this and this and this and this. Well, now since the game is coming to a close, quotes, well, now we're going to take away some of the things that we've given you. You know, we've given you light. Whoops, now light's going to go away. We've given you this. Oop, now that's going to go away. You know, basically, we're only left with the things that the darkness has provided for us. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. in an ideal world, that would have been perfect, that we would have got our first dark subclass when we had, like, Europa turn up. Then we had, like, another big one, a dark subclass, when the Witch Queen turned up. And then halfway through, like coming up now, we got the, the third dark subclass. And then in Lightfall, we lost all the light subclasses completely. They just went completely out of the game. And then slowly over that year, we regained them as the 3.0 versions. I think that would have been, would have worked really well with the story. But unfortunately, we don't get that. We, we're getting the reworks now and we get yeah. what we're given. All I'm saying is that at some point in time, we're going to have to have another great loss of some kind. Whether we lose... Uh what's left of the vanguard you know or something like that uh i, I don't know we're, we're gonna have to have some kind of a great loss before this comes up to for the motivation of the last season or something you know i don't know do you think it's going to be like what ty guy was speaking about we need like three or four seasons of great loss to get to that final point of then the big redemption or the big finale that we kind of win big like the avengers did in endgame see the thing is, is okay, I'm a fan of nonconformity. And what I mean by that is I often enjoy movies where the bad guy wins. Not because the bad guy wins, but because you don't see it coming. Everybody expects the good guy to win, right? Yeah. Well, what if the season conclusion to Destiny is that Guardians lose? And then that's just the end of it, you know? We end up being taken over by the darkness not 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 we as in guardians will the darkness i mean the darkness wins this war we as guardians can't fight it we die we lose the planet you know and then maybe at the end of it there's a glimmer of hope there's just one solitary ghost that goes and finds a guardian somewhere off on one of these planets and then boom that's that's the ending you know, we lose the entire war, but as a glimmer of hope, there's one existing ghost that finds a guardian after all is said and done. And then it just leaves it there. You're thinking Your mind makes up the Star rest. Wars before we had Ahsoka, before we had all the other Jedi that suddenly popped up and survived Order 66. I'm really curious to see what they do with the non, non-in-game storytelling. Because they're, I mean, we know they're working on media. We know they're working on movies, TV shows, comics, books, you know, whatever, you know, whatever other non-video game media that's going to exist in Destiny Land. And I think that is going to be, as they're wrapping up this 10-year story of, you know, the light and, the light and dark saga, I think that's what they've, they've referenced it as. I think as that's wrapping up, I think we're going to see some you know i i think the direction we're going to see next i'm i'm debating is it going to be a, a direction we're going to start seeing in game more heavily or is it going to be something we start seeing in the you know expanded destiny media universe whatever you know whatever other things they make with the destiny characters we know and love 
but isn't you know strictly in the game right and that's yeah so so I, and i'm i'm of to- totally two minds of like well they're going to stick to this method because it works and they're used to it but it's also now that they're not but, but that also really seems like a you know like a business decision like a business contractual like you must put out you know expansions every 3 months and it must do this that and the other and da 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 so i wonder now that they are both away from the yoke of activision but also potentially beholden to sony but also potentially sony wants them for what works so my uh, yeah, i want to see is- sony i want to see sony do like like what you're talking about i want to see sony make a tv series or a movie based on actual destiny events you well, know i mean i mean like, like that's coming i mean i mean bungie has been high- report roundup about you know some of the hirings that Bungie has done to bring these media properties to life. You know, take this, you know, eight, what were we in year eight now? How many years has it been since 2014? We're going to, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, we're, we're at the end of this 10 year saga. I mean, this is a, this is a known quantity. This is a known game with a rich lore and a rich story behind it. And there's plenty of other stories to tell. And I'm really curious to see how they do that and where, and, and I think, you know, you know the light fall coming and the saga ending with the final shape you know is that gonna be the final big bad or is that gonna be the intro you know sort of the next phase of this conflict the next evolution of guardians and you know and i think the answer is a little bit of both you know it's gonna be here's the last big bad you're gonna face but also this is setting up the next the next 10 years or you know whatever their long-term plan is or you have the know. next it's, game, whatever the IP might be. Maybe the next game well, is going to be related to Destiny, but not Destiny. Well, 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 no, I mean, not even that. Because, I mean, Destiny, the game is going anywhere. I mean, they've said, like, they are in Destiny for the long haul. Like, Destiny is not, like, this is not, you know, the end of Destiny in any way, shape, or form. This is just the end of, you know, basically, they mapped out in 20, you know, back in 2010 when they said, okay, we're going to re- release this game in 2014. It's going to run for 10 years. Here's sort of our big big whiteboard map like we're at the we're getting to the end of that 10-year cycle there's clearly more destiny coming it's just what is you know what is that big story going to be what is, is it going to be focused on light and dark is it going to be more focused on you know working working with these other you know can can i play as my cabal guardian can i play as my hive loosened hive guardian like is that something we're going to see a big team up against you know all, all of these various aliens that we've been fighting for the last 10 years now against the darkness, now against the witness, now again, you know, is in, and shift things that way where it was sort of humanity versus the universe. And now it's like everybody versus this even bigger bad that we're now having to having to deal with. Yeah. I don't know. There's, you know, it's, we could speculate all day. And I know that's why Night Demon was like, what it, do you guys It feels like Cause... the Power Ranger, the Power Rangers, uh, power creep, you know, it's like, oh, we've defeated, you know, uh, Zed, I think his name was, or whatever, right? So now what? Oh, well, now we have a bigger threat. Okay, well, now we have a bigger threat. Well, not maybe not Power Man, but definitely it's along the lines of like you know, uh, like uh, well, DBZ. Well, I mean, you know, you always got I mean, a bigger, bigger bad afterwards. Where now your power scaling doesn't mean anything because you thought you were cool before because you could turn, you know, you could use the darkness and you could turn Super Saiyan, but now. None of that matters because this foe that you're fighting now is so much stronger than any of the things you've been using so far. So, you know, now you have to learn how to mix darkness and light or some ridiculousness, you know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it. Yeah, and, and like I totally agree with Nightdemon. Of, I wish you know, I, I almost wish the the light reworks had come sort of like after the loss of the light. Like out, you know, you know, give us these reworks as oh, you know, this knowledge was you know this you know this knowledge had to be hidden hidden in the vaults and whatever, so it wouldn't be you know taken by by this great darkness. And now we've you know we've rebuilt the light, we've re- refashioned these subclasses, and here they are. Like, I think that would have been a really cool story beat to have as opposed to just sort of like, hey, uh, we're redoing these because and maybe there's a bigger story beat coming with with the subclasses. But yeah, it does seem very silly to have redone them all and not tied into the story, which would have been super cool. Look, Bungie, yeah. the only thing that I want from you in the next rework, all right, is I want the ability to actually fly, not to floof, not to float, not to jump. I want to fly what are you talking about you can fly as a titan there's a titan fist jump that you could do flying through the air mm, i'm not talking super related i'm talking about like like the game that failed because they didn't have enough people backing it up you know if bungie is going to be this big you know, let us you fly. want everyone to be iron man yes uh, it's sir, just I... flight dude come on sir, I can it's fly. just flight have you not seen all of the ships i have i can fly all over the place <laughs> from planet to planet i, I can fly all over uh-huh. but can you fly to lost sectors that's the question Hello. no you I can't mean, indirectly sure but i mean i really wish i could you know parachute out of my plane to or just you know master chief style leap out and just land <laughs> on the ground and go here we are at the lost sector yes unfortunately sometimes you do have to sparrow very long way to get to a lost sector but sometimes there are good rewards there. Sometimes for riding the sparrow, such no, as no, in the lost sector, and and oh, like like there, there's a fancy new shoulder piece I need to get, which you know, the yeah, day I look exotics, exotic uh, armor. Talking about your, your frisbee shoulders. I am. <laughs> I'm talking about the frisbee shoulders. Well, there's, if you would like some frisbee shoulders next week, the lost sector that's going to be available for arms is going to be on Thursday. The 14th of July. And that's going to be extraction on the throne world. But Thursday is Arms Day. It is. Let's start off the week on Monday the 11th with the Conflux on Nessus. That will give you exotic chess pieces. We have a guide from Time Sausage Gaming in our show notes. Tuesday the 12th will be the Metamorphosis on the throne world, giving you exotic helmets. So if you're after your Laurel Splendor, still, PV Shifty has a guide for you for that. Wednesday the 13th is Spalosha. On the throne world, giving exotic legs and yeah, whatever it's called. Sepulchre. Sepulchre. How did you say that? Blah, blah, blah. that no, one. no, no. Sepulchre is how you say it, but how did you say that? Blulcher. <clears throat> Where did you get the B from? Don't just don't ask. Anyway, Legionless has got a guide for you for that. Britain. Thursday, as we said, is legs day on the throne world in extraction. And PV Shifty's got a guide for you for that. Uh, Friday the 15th will be the Excavation Site 12 on the EDT, giving you chess pieces. PV Shifty has a guide for you for that. Saturday the 16th will be the Skydoct 4 on the EDT, giving exotic helmets. And that's Time Sausage Gaming. Sunday the 17th will be the Quarry on the EDT, giving exotic legs. And that's Monkish Jam. And back round to Monday the 18th will be the K1 crew quarters on the moon, giving exotic arms, and again, Monkish Jam. So that's your lost sectors for next week, if you are still searching for some exotic armor. 
there will be a flag outside hopefully if you've already run through it and then you have the selection of doing legendary or master and as we've discussed many times over the last couple of weeks that legendary seems to be the best route less champions in there it's a little bit easier less lower light to go in and kill the enemies but you know you might have to run through it like maybe 10 times sometimes to get an exotic drop sometimes you get it on the first drop who knows it's just all rng it's all random it is all random all the time here on i don't know where i was going with that random radio Random radio there you go so I guess it's it's that time to come to uh, this this week of Destiny, which we've already done. But now we're on this week of Bungie because because this is Bungie. As you're all looking at your play times on your podcast players, going really they're just now starting the twelve. Well, we yeah. are, but there's there's not really like other than it being Bungie Day, which is always great fun. Like it's Bungie Day. There's there's the twelve is basically like it's Bungie Day. Go buy yourself a fancy Galahorn. That's essentially what this twelve is. Unless you live in Canada. You can still buy it. You just need to find an American friend to get it shipped to their house and then go across the border. With <laughs> did it. you just say Canada? Yes, I did. Okay, mm-hmm. just checking. Canadians are born in Canada, just yeah, like the Americans are born in America. Duh. We don't call them Canadians unless their name is Dan. That's the rules. Yeah, that's, that's silly. So, yeah, what, what makes a guardian a guardian? Um, either working for a particular branch of the U.S. Uh, space military or playing Destiny 2 or Destiny 1. That's what makes you a guardian. The end. Uh, anyway, last year, um, Bungie Day, they marked 30 years. Now this is 31 years of Bungie, which they're not making a big celebration for because nobody cares about the no much, non-round no, number not years. Not on this one. Um, but they are asking us to all make short videos. Every last one of us. They want us to make a short video, one minute or less, telling us about your story as a guardian and who you are as a person. Now, what if who I am as a guardian is who I am as a person? Does that work too? I've been playing the game too long. I can't determine reality from fiction. It's a lifestyle. It's not a game. <laughs> That's right. Consider the Guardian profile and, I'm sorry, consider this Guardian profile and your chance to tell us about your favorite Destiny memories, any friends you've made along the way, and anything at all that makes you feel like a Guardian. Quick Kate note, by using hashtag Guardian Profiles or hashtag Bungie Day Art, you are submitting content to Bungie. When you submit content to Bungie, you agree to the Bungie Terms of Service, which also means you're pr- promising us you have the right to upload the content you can freely use it and you agree that your submission follows our code of conduct wow so they're looking for short videos presumably to do something with them they sort of sort of allude to like hey we want your stories to do a thing somewhere that they don't go into but yeah um also lots of cosplay shreds of light so many shreds so much light um, th- there's some very creative cosplayers out there in the world. I do like Respawn's one, this first one, which is Rolk. Well done, Respawn. Which, oh, which dog uh, is that? Is that Flash that you've got on your own? I thought for sure he was he was a void, void invisibility one. The Hunter cosplay, the third one down, is really just just Chef's kiss. Just it's amazing. It's perfect. I'm not gonna look. <laughs> Of course um, you've got to look. You've got to look, look with us. I mean, I mean the Saint 14 with the tinfoil and the and the broom helmet is also pretty great, yeah. And the Drifter cosplay is how I feel like... It's how I feel every time I get up on a Saturday morning to sit down to play my Gambit before we record the show. Just, you know, bathrobe, nice hat, 
getting, uh, you know, walking around with my nerf, nerf weapons in my bathrobe. It's important. It's a whole vibe to it. <laughs> I do not that, that Doritos have played an important part in that Guardians cosplay. Uh-huh. Indeed. Uh-huh. Also, okay. like, even, I, do, I, now I do like the invisibility one. That's that's and, really well done. I, I now understand why Night Demon has a dog. So he can make his own little war beast by putting his <laughs> his his box from box from his Coca-Cola on his small dog to run around and make your war beast with your Coke and your mantra energy drinks. I, I see your plan now. It, it, it's all making sense to me. Yeah. You know, so, I was just I was um, I was hoping that I would see somebody with the uh just like broken china glued to their face. <laughs> That's a good one. Somebody making their own precious cars. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I, 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 I have not I have not done a lot of looking through the the hashtag the shred delight hashtag on Twitter, but I guarantee you there is somebody out there. Oh, there's at least who one made their own precious scars. Yeah, there there has to be. I mean, how? Yeah, how, but if they how? didn't actually use like precious china, like you have no, 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 none of this paper crap, none of this cloth. No, you had to go out find some really really nice china, break it, and then just glue that to your face. I won't accept anything less. Um, what about going Super Saiyan with pasta? Does that one count? I mean, that's a different game. I'll, I'll I'll set this one in the show notes. I just I just happened to see. Anyway, so yeah, if yeah, there's the the shreds of life, uh, shreds of light, hashtag is out there on Twitter. You know, Bungie put a bunch of the twelve that are great fun. Uh, it's worth scrolling through just to see what ridiculous cosplay things people have come up with. Some of them clearly took lots of effort and hard work, and some of them are just pure silliness, which is wonderful. Hmm. The invisible one took a lot of work. I did look at the, the the next section, which was the cosplay Cosmodrome, where people dressed mm-hmm. up as Savathun. Oh, my God. I mean, there, there is a separate link, which I'll put in the show notes. But the, the detail that is yeah. in some of these cosplays and the effort of literally going to a swamp, standing in a swamp to get a picture, like, amazing. It's like... Um, you do realize that... No, you don't realize that. You live in a place where swamps don't exist. I've lived most of my life in two states, Louisiana and Florida. And both of those states, you can throw a rock and you'll hit a swamp. So the effort to get to a swamp isn't as great as you think it is. The the effort is not being... I also live on an island where we don't have animals that are walking around freely to kill you. So, you know, I I have that as well. Yeah, I mean, mean, don't don't hold your swamp. It's like your island's pretty boring. Just because you're flush with swamps doesn't mean we all have a swamp just at our beck and call out our front door. You do too. You live in a place called the swamp. I live north of a place called the swamp. Thank you. Uh-huh. But I'm saying there are vast swaths of this country and other countries where there is not just easily accessible swamp. So don't, don't, uh-huh. don't swamp shame people. Response not nice. I mean, I'm just saying it's not as hard as you think it is. But yeah, if you want to check out some of those cosplay, cosplay <laughs> Cosmodrome uh, Savathuns, which are fantastic, would have taken me something like 10 years to actually uh, build and put together. I actually thought you were going to say 10 minutes. I was like, damn, that's harsh. <laughs> I no, could I, if I was being forced to by my wife, but if I was given free reign and time to do it, we end up with the same situation that I am in with my playroom. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to ask, how's that, uh, how's that cartoon playroom? Look, <laughs> as I've explained to my wife, the playroom. No deadlines, and we're going to get done. 
is is it's a it's a work of it's a work of art and it, it's a it's a project <laughs> it's it's not something you don't rush michelangelo do you painting the sistine chapel he took many years doing that i try to explain yeah that but could you wife. imagine his manager are you done yet jesus christ how long are you gonna take michael look <laughs> it'll be done when it's done it looks quite pretty now you know there may be some spaces in it but i'm taking my time Bro, let me let me get you an assistant. Hold on, you're taking way too long. Yeah. You're taking longer to paint this ceiling than it took to build the church. Hold on. <laughs> as I've tried to explain to my wife, it's not as simple as just painting a wall a one solid color. That you can do in seconds. Mm -hmm. Painting specific art on the wall is completely different, which is why I know that a uh, uh, Sabathun cosplay would take me many years to actually put together. Indeed. I guess it depends on how perfect you want it to be. Yeah. That, that's the problem. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. 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 I was no, like, you're I was a completionist, like... not a perfectionist. No, I'm not a completionist. <laughs> otherwise, I've had it completed by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a completionist in destiny. <laughs> Mr. 2500 Iron Burden Kills. Psychopath. That was an uh, achievable goal. That was That was ridiculous, and you know it. Now, did you two receive your random act of kindness emblem? You're assuming we've been kind. Oh, um, I don't know. Well, I, I say we're kind. We're very kind. I, I, have, I have received no such emblem to my awareness. Now, it may be sitting with uh, with a nice lady that, that handles all my all my affairs in the tower who uh, is currently missing half of them. But no, I don't I don't believe I've received it. What should I what should I have done to, to prove my kindness? Well, apparently the Bungie love their community and how many of you lead with kindness in the way that inspires more of the same. Because of that, they're giving for this Bungie day, they wanted to give a random act of kindness back and give you a new emblem in your collections called Humanity's Chosen. Uh, you may even ask yourself, where did it come from? This is a Bungie store thing I forgot about or what emblem? So to answer that, it's because you've done something good i guess in the community not every gesture of kindness needs to be grand nor does it need to be seen be kind for no other reason then that's the right thing to do that's what they say i mean i have two children genetically similar to myself and the fact that i've let them live i think should be considered an act of kindness yes but did you donate money yes did i donate money the to two children Pretty constantly, yeah. Mm. yeah. One of them was actually special needs, if that helps. I've provided like 180 weeks of, of Destiny Entertainment to people, so I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of that, in a way. Yeah. 181. No, I haven't been here for all of them, so 180 ish, 175 oh. and change. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, it says from looking out for new lights to being positive voice in the community at large, no gesture is too small or too grand. It just needs to be genuine. And they only had a few of these emblems to give out at this time around, but that does not mean the kindness should stop. Because just this, we have this to purely, continue doing this podcast until we get them. Because this purely digital resource is, is finite. They only had so many purple pixels they could use to build these with. Yes. The one thing I'm looking at, and I, <laughs> is this dude's Superbot cosplay came with the whole ass ship and rock. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's not just the Superbot cosplay. No, you got to have the broke ship in the back 
and the the cabal looked like dro- cabal drop container, right? It's <laughs> just kind of chilling, broken debris and rocks everywhere. <laughs> well done. And now I think we should get this man of puppers. We should get that other man of puppers as well. Would you two friends? Would you like a puppers? We can get you a puppers. puppers. I have many puppers. But would you? But do you know the whole story behind the puppers? I I know no stories behind puppers. Well, there, there is a story behind the puppers. Not the story where, where the puppers sometimes crashes the game because the puppers is greatly powerful. Oh, that puppers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But the Bungie Day Giving Festival and the story behind the good pepper, the, yeah, the good puppers of Destiny too. Uh, and, you know, well, we, you know them there at Bungie. They love our, themselves a good old-fashioned charity initiative. They have good old-fashioned charity initiative parties. The Bungie Foundation is vital to these goals and making them a reality. With summer in full swing, and they've got lots of plans to make the world just a little bit brighter. And uh, to speak on that, the Bungie Foundation is here, right here next to us in the studio, to share its plans for the Bungie Day Giving Festival of 2022. So without further ado... We're going to see what some of those uh, Sun and fundraiser plans look like. So there's a whole fundraising event going on that started on Bungie Day that continues till, at least now, the the 9th of July, which is not Bungie Day. It's just two days after that doesn't get a special designation. Um, It runs from the 7th to the 20th of July. It'll shine a light on many community members who've stepped up in big ways to support our charitable efforts. And we encourage you to meet new people and make new friends by watching streams and donating. And most importantly, making them do fun and embarrassing things. Shaving off beards, breaking down things they worked hard to achieve in the game. You know, there's all sorts of ways you can make people, you know, do do bad things to themselves by giving them money for good charity events. So Bungie's goal in this is a million dollars. As we record, they're at $622,878. And you too can, should, if you're able to donate money to good causes. And if you do so, you will get things for doing them other than the, the good feeling that, that's warm in your chest. No, no, not, not the sunshine. That feeling that comes from inside. The one from riding a sparrow that never, never extinguishes. The, the one, my doctor says that's nausea and I take pills for that. All right. Well, if you want to have that feeling and an additional feeling of things you, you can display in the game, if you give $10 or more, you will get the Circadian Guardian Emblem, which is looks like an eyeball looking back at you, staring at you, knowing what you've been up to. $25 or more, the exotic Buoyant Shell Ghost Shell, which is the one that looks like a big puffy balloon with the hearts for eyes. You just want to squeeze it and pop it, but then you won't have a ghost and you'll be sad. For $50 or more, the Seven of Seven Emblem, which is a dark circuit boardy like dark blue green theme emblem. And if you prefer to fundraise, uh, they've got us covered. So if we were organized, which we are not organized, but other people are organized and for $2,500 raise, I guess in your, in your fundraiser organization, you will get the metagalactic bloom emblem or 50,000 or I'm sorry, $5,000 range, $5,000 raised the function of grace emblem, which is like a circuit board heart that looks actually pretty cool. So were we an organized show who were like, you know, put things together and do a thing, we would have been doing this, but we're not because we're not organized. Um, so but, we didn't know about it. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, there's also that too. Um, so basically, you know, you have until the 20th. If you are able to donate money, do so, go forth. The money we given is going to support the children's health and well-being, humanitarian aid, inclusion, diversity, and equity. 
doesn't actually say which charities here on this particular page, but I assume it's going toward, you know, the charities that they usually give to. And let's just scroll real quick to see if it tells us. Um, Cheese Forever is only a $10,000 fundraising goal. We need, we need to boost that man up. Start, we, we need to put Cheese into the lead. Go go give Cheese your money. He, Cheese, Cheese Forever has raised $9,506 of his $10,000 goal. Go to this bungee page. Go to Cheese Forever. Go give Cheese. Go give money in the name of Cheese. Because, I mean, if you're not, who will? And Cheese deserves our support. He's good people. Yeah. He works a lot for these uh, for these game hacks that, you, that he's always giving you guys for free. So they're not hacks; they're cheeses, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, they are cheeses. And now that you've heard us talk all about things that are not puppers, the part of the puppers is now where we are. So when the bungee community joins together in solidarity, we can continue to make our world better, brighter, and a little more hopeful. And just like you, yeah. And just like you helped us to do this, do this for a Make-A-Wish kid, Christian. Born with a rare genetic disorder, Christian spent much of his childhood in and out of the hospital. After receiving a kidney transplant, his road to recovery was long and arduous. But he made it through with the help of his dog, Artemis, and through his Destiny community. For his wish, Christian asked us to have his character and Artemis immortalized in his favorite game. And that's exactly what we did. So if you haven't already... Head to the Eververse to collect the Christian's emote, the Loyal Companion, which is available through the end of Season 17, so through August whatever, when the season ends. You can find his bespoke lore that weaves his Destiny character, Prime 40, and his dog Artemis into the game forever. And if you'd like a real-life version of Artemis, you can head to the Bungie store and pre-order Prime 40's Artemis today. With 100% of the profits from the Loyal Companion emote and the Prime 40 Artemis plushie supporting the Bungie Foundation. And then there's a lovely little video that is a Deacon Approved seven minutes long about the Bungie Foundation granting Christian's wish to put uh, Prime 40 and Artemis into the game. So well, you I... too could have a pupper's emote. You could have a physical pupper that's next to you on the couch while you play. What's not to love? I just, the... I'm, I'm just glad it doesn't break the game anymore. <laughs> Indeed. And the Mind Shard is a Witch Queen Sparrow where Artemis and uh, Prime 40's lore is woven into the game. So if you're interested, there's the Ishtar Collective link that Bungie links to that will also stick on the show notes. If you're curious uh, what the actual lore is, Mind Shard. Land Shard? Like Land Shark, but Shard? Uh, Land, but more like Mind. Okay. Mind Shard. M-I-N-D-S-H-A-R-D. Two words. Mind Shard. I don't know where you got land for mine, but good job. I don't know. Either. You're doing great. My, work. my my eyes are are tearing up because I'm trying not to pass out. <laughs> no, because you're overcome by Artemis and Prime Forty story. I obviously. am. No, it's just I'm so moved by the story. No, okay. Jokes aside, though, that is super cool. You know that he is immortalized in a video game that he plays. I mean. Obviously, he went through some stuff to do it, but I mean, imagine any of us, any of us having anything to do with us inside of a video game forever, you know, even if it was just like a sticker that said like two Titans and a Hunter over the rice shop, you know, just having anything immortalized in a video game would be amazing. But this guy, he's got lore. He's got an, an exotic emote. I mean, more than that, dog. he had an exotic emote that 
you know, everybody bought the first aid just because it had a puppers in it, dude. You know, he's got a he's got an emote that people are going to be using for years, not just because they bought it for charity, because nobody knew it was for charity. They saw a puppers and they wanted it. And now that's going to be forever associated with him, dude. It's like that's a huge honor. Legitimately. And that's high praise coming from Respawn. Yeah. So there you go. And anyway, now if you if you if, <laughs> if you listen to all that and looked at that and said, you know, that's a little bit too cute. We're not really into that. Uh you could go buy yourself a plush worm that glows in the dark. Mm. <laughs> Which I, I have no segue, but you know, th- there's also a plush hive worm. So even though Sabathun has lost her worm, you could get a worm. You can have it. They may whisper <laughs> things to you in, in in the night, and it may actually turn your nature into something completely different. Uh, we don't know. Bungie doesn't know. But, you know yeah. <laughs> By the you way, know, well, it's I, I, I wouldn't mind getting some of these plushies, but the problem is I've got five kids, and the five kids have all had so many cuddly toys. I've got a roof full Why of Why do you have toys. to give them to your kids? No, you, no I'm no, just saying. You can that, buy a plushie uh, for you. Well, you where know. am I going to put it? There's so many fluffy toys in this house. You have an office. Uh, you have don't, a whole don't you have a room dedicated to plush toys at this point? Yeah. And if not, why not? Yeah, it's called the roof. They're all in the roof now. <laughs> well, I say they're all in the roof. Slowly but surely, I kind of skim them out of their rooms going, <laughs> you don't need these ones. Or just put them in a bag and put them in the roof away from... Because otherwise they just get thrown. Are, are you telling the me the wife would not love a freaking hive worm plushie? <laughs> uh, what I took away from this is his house is actually insulated by plush toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And look, look at all of us living in the past using fiberglass. He just uses plushies. <laughs> no itching involved. Goodness. All right, so what do we got going on? Uh, missing Artifice Armor Slot, Indiana Jones of Bugs, while mm-hmm. player support title here, I believe in you. All right, here we go. Let's knock this out because I don't know how much longer I'll be conscious. All right. Missing Artifice Armor Slot, the Indiana Jones of Bugs. Earlier this season, players noticed an issue where there was a missing Artifice Armor Slot. While the issue was fixed, we wanted to take a moment to explain what's going on. The first fix, notated in a previous hotfix article found here did address the found issue, but only for players who hadn't yet logged in for the season. Unfortunately, for those players who have already logged into the current season and have lost their artifice armor sockets, a second, trickier fix is currently in the works and requires some additional time. Sorry guys, you love our game so much that we've punished you for it. With each new season comes new gear, and with that, certain aspects of the game are moved, improved, or downright removed for new features such as the case for the mods found on the seasonal artifact. Usually this process is pretty straightforward, but when the grasp of avarice armor came underneath the spotlight, we found that that under certain circumstances, some armor pieces would lose their artifice sockets. This happens because as seasons turn over, the artifact mods are stripped from the socket and along with nothing else in the slot to replace it. Uh, the socket attempts to resolve itself in a way that causes that aspect of the armor to become hidden. Normally, our process to avoid such a situation is to swap out the old seasonal mods with their depreciated variant, which is basically empty mods which carry no gameplay effects. Bungie's Ryan Hammond describes the switcheroo by saying, Think of it as Indiana Jones swapping out the gold idol for the bag of sand. As I recall, that didn't work out well for him. Just saying. Yeah. 
And it yeah. hasn't worked out for a bunch either. Yeah. Uh, think of it as Indiana. Okay. Uh, off even by a small bit and everything can come crashing down. In this instance, some of the bags of sand we used were not quite right. So what this says to me is that before it gets to the end of the season to maybe negate it happening next season, take off the mods and just leave this, the armor slots empty for when we roll around into the next season. Because I vaguely remember this happening with locking some mod slots when we went from season to season before, and it would I mean, you could it would do cause that, but issues. He's not saying that that's going to stop anything. He's saying that the socket itself disappears because the mods associated with that socket become depreciated. Yes, so but that's because empty, people leave those mods invisible. in those mod sockets. Yeah, but Bungie's not saying that that's going to solve anything. But so, I mean, I'm, I'm saying just do it ahead of time, just just for you know, just in case. Just in case. What, what is Bungie saying? Bungie's saying that we're working on a fix for this to ensure that everything registers as intended. But these little sockets are craftier than they appear. The true work comes with the next fix, which includes a script to comb through all characters on all accounts to reinitialize specific components that make up these particular armor items. Thus, restoring all those lost sockets and as you can imagine this takes time and it's complicated and it's a complicated road to travel we're committed though and we're working hard on getting everything back to where it's supposed to be as this is taking a little bit longer than expected we wanted to update you on the process so far and communicate that this bug has not been forgotten we appreciate your patience as the teams continue to work towards a sustainable solution that they can all enjoy I really enjoy these little these little snippets we get into tracking these things down. I can just imagine this script, like zero of however many bajillion characters there are in this game going through being like, any here? Okay, yeah, we fix those. All right, okay, we fix those too. All right, let's go to this character next. And how long <laughs> that's got to run through to go through every character <laughs> that everyone has in this game. They'll probably do that during like a reset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it's already down. This is why we tell you that sometimes maintenance will take longer than we initially think it will. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it can believe- take anywhere between eight hours to three days. <laughs> but do we have any more known issues, Parody? Yes, we do. We do have a witty player support title here. They believe in us. Ah, uh, nice. We do have known issues because, again, it wouldn't be the game if something. Uh, one of them is the invents- the investigator and gumshoe rare armor sets are incorrectly appearing as available to unlock for armor synthesis when they are not yet acquired in collections. The arc siphon does not successfully count as an arc mod for activating secondary perks on the arc charged with Wasn't light this mods. Their last week they hadn't fixed that yet. That was on last week's too, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's still yeah. Yeah. they still they still know, and now they're I telling know. us that they we know that they know. That's a good thing. He's retained that information. Well done. Hey, hey. yeah. I'm evolving. It, it is also a respawn-owned issue. <laughs> he knows the issue. Your dialogue for your Nessus patrols may not successfully play on patrol activation. Rahul displays incorrect error messages when players attempt to acquire certain items with a full inventory, and players who have not picked up their prime gaming items from Amazon, from Amazon, well, from Amazon or Amanda Holiday, the inventory drop, inventory for several drops. We're just going to unmangle this. Players who haven't picked up their prime gaming items from Amanda Holiday's inventory for several drops can't view her inventory anymore. Sorry, Amanda. I know you've been holding those things from like six years for me but that's just how it is so th- those are the new old known issues nothing 
nothing super new that we haven't mentioned before, but eh, it's the end of the season. The known issues are out there. But and, if you're uh, addicted yeah. to problems, there's a link that shows you all of the ones that are out there. Mm-hmm. So, all there the issues in the known articles. Known article so issues. And we don't have a hotfix preview. So, I mean, I'm going to assume there is one coming. Obviously, when they fix the artifice mods, it's going to show up at some point. But uh, there's no there's no teased hotfix coming. Not to say there won't be one that they sneak in next week, but uh, not the one that they're going to tell us about. Just Toy that, uh... Story gets its guardian on? What? Mm-hmm. Hippie, smell that? Oh, yeah, that's the smell of delicious crossovers. We've been doing a lot of those lately, and it feels like you are more inspired than usual when it comes to melding two universes together, particularly those with Destiny 2. One of our picks for this week is another one of those great matchups. It's a time at pulling those nostalgic heartstrings to remind us of simpler times, discovering a hidden world with a, to- with a story that has spanned years and made us all cry at some point. Yeah, we're talking about Toy Story, and if you say you didn't once cry during this franchise, I have some concerns. Kidding, sort of. So without further ado, let's dive back into Toy Story with a crossover that brings Woody and Buzz into a world filled with guardians and judgmental worms that can't stop judging you every time you go in combat. Movie of the week. You think you're the Buzz Lightyear? Okay, so these are the mo- that, that's a good builder for the movie of the week. Nice. It is. And and that one is 22 seconds. Deacon approved. Watch it. There's also the Uprising Uprising Backstage uh movie of the week. That's seven minutes in the Oh my god, the Titan looks like him! <laughs> Again, it is is not just Deacon approved, but respawn approved. Uh there's also Destiny as a Fighter, Witch Queen Edition, which um, I, I, Destiny, Bungie, I'm not saying I would not be into a Street Fighter style, uh, you know, fighting game with the Destiny characters, but uh, make it happen. That'd be amazing. And then we've got the Art of the Week, which uh, there's a little comic about what's going on Season of the Haunted. Uh, beautiful Titans rising up from the ashes, creating ashes, and, uh, you know, that's it. If you're interested in submitting, you know, both your, your stories or your artwork, Destiny 2 Art, AOTW, or MOTW, if it's Art of the Week or Movie of the Week, use those hashtags. Bungie will hopefully see them. Maybe if it's thematic on a thing they're doing a theme about that they didn't tell anyone about, maybe you'll win. If not, maybe you won't. Um, and with that, uh, that's another wrap on a 12 adventure with the community. Make sure you're drinking water, taking the very, very important me time, and remembering to always put your kindest foot forward. We'll see you next week, Guardians. Hippies should go. We should go. And we should get on to the Respawn Roundup report. Okay. Respawn report roundup. Where is... Okay, here. We'll bring that there. Bring that now, there. Now, so I the first one in because it. it was not addressed in the toilet. Sure it is. Cool. All right. Mac at MacDisG1 says, Just a heads up about two pretty big linear fusion rifle bugs currently in the game. The first is that all linears seem to have reduced the 25% damage to champions nerf that was meant just for Arbalest. Additionally, linear scavenger mods are not giving increased ammo on pickup. Bungie Foundation, we already went over the whole pupper story, uh, but there it is again. Destiny Bulletin, Bungie is hiring a narrative director for the Destiny franchise. Planting stakes in the ground for fans to enjoy for decades to come. Experience the narrative deployment within the game, film, publishing, and other IP management. Yo, I can totally tell stories. I lie for a living. Get it? 
uh, new, uh, this is from Destiny Bulletin, new Lauren Topal, who worked in The Mandalorian, Wally, Up, and The Tomorrow War, has now joined the Bungie, has now joined Bungie, not the Bungie, as a senior producer for Transmedia Projects. Nice. More hints at uh, something coming in the works, ladies and gents. Mm-hmm. For every pa- for every level past 100, this is from Gator. For every level past 100, reward and enhancement core. For every five levels, reward and engram for Everest, which is at Bungie currently provides. For every 10 levels past 100, reward players with an enhancement prism. And for every 50 season past levels, reward and ascendant shard. Also. Uh... And then part two is right below there. I see. For every 100 additional levels beyond the season pass bar, reward players with an Ascendant Alloy. And finally, at every 100 level, create an emblem similar to prestige levels in COD. Let players that put in the time show off the new emblem. This has been in my head for a while. I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) You would. No, only because the idea of going past level 100 is just terrifying to me i just i want to get to 100 i want to get all my crap and then <laughs> even passively i'm only like 130 something right so to yeah just... but you're addressing gator that mm. has he gets to level 100 on one character and then he, he swaps over well, not one character on one profile he then swaps over and does another profile gets them characters to 100 and does another he's got many profiles that he just carry it. You know I don't know how this man has time to play. He has many profiles and he gets many of his characters over like level 100. You know, you I thought you had problems. For that and don't get me wrong, you do have problems, but Gator, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> you said before, Des- Destiny is a lifestyle, it's not a game. Destiny Tracker, uh, season 18 launches on August 23rd at weekly reset. Uh, you get Arc 3.0, you get a continued five-year story, you get pri- reprised D1 raid, new weapons, new rewards, Festival of the Lost, and something redacted. I hope that, well, no, because we already have Outbreak Perfected, but I really love that raid. Ugh! I want the Siva raid. Anyway. Uh, Bungie is aware of the, oh, this is by Destiny Bulletin. Bungie is aware of the high shipping rates for Nerf Gallahorn Blasters to Canada based residents. Yeah, the shipping is worth more than, I'm sorry, the shipping costs more than the Gallahorn itself. That is a little nutty. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're working out an arrangement specifically for Canada residents so that you can too can get your Gallahorn without having to pay double price. Yeah, uh, and, and poor uh, Ascendant Nomad I saw because I was curious, well, how much more? Is this going for? And uh, Horace yeah. and the Nomad tried to buy one. So to give you guys an aspect that can't see what we see, uh, the subtotal for the Gallahorn itself is 185. The shipping is 283. It is the cost of the Gallahorn plus $100. <laughs> Just for shipping. So if you'd like to buy an almost $500 Gallahorn in Canada, you can. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I love I love what he says. He goes, you know what? I might pass on this one. <laughs> yeah, understandably, dude. Understandably. Uh, Cosmo says, we just corrected the product description for the Nerf Gallahorn. The Gallahorn foam ornament is included with the purchase of the Nerf Gallahorn. 
but is not an exclusive and become will become available for purchase separately at a future date. Which is apparently going to be about uh, 900 silver in a future date. That, Bungie, that, that may be the thing better I Better than I buy 500 some. bucks. <laughs> yeah, that may be the thing I, I, I spend silver on and get my, my own foam Galahorn in game because that's just too funny. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Destiny Bulletin. Destiny Grimoire Anthology Volume 5 Legends Adrift is now available. Okay. It is a curated look at the history of one of humanity's greatest enemies and now perhaps potential allies, the Cabal. These stories follow an ancient empire through a time of great change from the head, from the hedonism of Emperor Callus to the ambition of Dominus Gaul to the vision of Empress Keitel. What does it mean to be Cabal? To eat mountains and drink seas? And their homeworld lost. What will the Cabal become? Very nice. Uh, Destiny says, with Destiny's 10-year plan close to an end, Bungie is now hiring a narrative director to help set a future. Okay. Well, uh, from Bungie respawn, there, there's your opportunity. You could be, you could be that visionary, that future, future vision of Destiny. You could, you could, run yeah. it. You could drive it. Oh, I could absolutely come up with some stories for Destiny. I got you, fam. I got you. Whether or not they hire me, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have to be mentally stable to work for Bungie? I hope not. No, yeah, probably um, not. They had a whole mental thing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, mental help. Not we're hiring mentally ill people. Um. Something just got deleted. What got deleted? Oh, it was just the Caliente thing we already talked about. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I just threw these numbers in front again from that same bungee day. Yeah. All right. So that's it for Respawn's Report Roundup. Fair enough. I enjoyed it. I don't really and now, now, before I get on to some tips, tricks, guides, and builds. Well, I say before I get on to the, the video part of it, I do want to just quickly go over next week a few oh, a few things before. We kind of get into those videos. So Grandmasters next week, we have, as we said, the Insight Terminus. We are looking at the champions that have the triangles and squares. And Respawn is now going to decipher what I've just said. Enemies that have triangles and squares. Yes. Is it barrier and... <laughs> and unstoppable. Unstoppable. There you go. With shields of void and arc. <laughs> Uh, with an arc singe and the dfa hand cannon will be available next week and the adept version in the grandmaster obviously don't forget so we've while got... we're on this we're talking about grandmasters right so yes. i brought this up weeks and weeks ago uh for you guys you probably forgot it since then there is a scout rifle you can craft okay you can craft this and it's called the thing that i'll tell you in a minute so once he goes and looks it up well, yeah, I thought I had it on one of my characters. I do not. Contrition? Hmm? The Contrition? Uh, I believe... That's not it. From this season, it's one of the Season of the Haunted Weapons. Yeah, it's a Void one. Oh, Pointed Inquiry. There it is. Okay. Pointed Inquiry. Okay, so this is a Scout Rifle. It's a Void Scout Rifle, right? But what's special about this is this Void Rifle, can you can roll it or you can craft it with adaptive munitions right genesis and since it's armor piercing you can go ahead and put armor piercing on there the mod and then i mm -hmm. believe it also comes with like a armor piercing rounds it can roll with armor piercing rounds as well so what this means is adaptive munitions especially in in modes where the shields are harder to kill if you're not using the right 
uh, element, adaptive munitions overcomes that by doing additional damage to the shield with every shot. And it does significant extra damage, right? Genesis, of course, is whenever you pop a shield, um, whenever you pop the shield, it refills your magazines from reserves. So you can kind of keep going on. Um, and energy weapons regenerate ammo on hit, hit when matching the damage type of the combatant shield. So if you're hitting a void shield with this gun, you're getting bullets back in your magazine as you're firing. When you pop it, reload your magazine entirely from scratch. And if it's not a void shield, you have adaptive munitions to counteract that, which still helps you pop shields significantly faster than using anything else that doesn't match the, the shield type. And once you apply um, armor-piercing rounds on the gun, it actually does help you pop the shields faster. It was tested by, I want to say Astacross, but could have been Fallout. But one of them tested it, and if you put armor-piercing rounds on this gun, you do pop shields even faster. And then, of course, with the uh, with it being uh, a shield-piercing weapon this season, absolutely take this into Grandmasters. Go craft one out. I promise you, it will carry you through many Grandmasters if you get this roll on this gun. Again, it's called the uh pointed inquiry it's a void scout rifle that you can craft so that was the sea the witch queen season wasn't it that that was yeah. that was one of the first ones now i've been using an ashes embrace from trials which has got turnabout on it which is using this weapon to break shields of a combatant or guardian using their super will grant you an overshield which has been really helpful against coming up some of these combatants it also has triple tap on there as well so rapidly landing the precisions will return some to the magazine so it's a bit like your one where it just constantly keeps going and you can keep procking that which has been quite nice and that was void that helped the, this week in some of the nightfall so yeah it's um parody have you got a a handy little weapon that you like to use with going through some of these harder contents doing your lost sectors or doing master nightfalls uh, I mean, I, I'm with you on the Asher's Embrace. Also, I've been, I've got a trustee that I've been pulling out and using, because basically, ba I, I basically settled on a pulse rifle and a scout rifle for everything champion-wise. Hmm. I, I know there's other mods, but those are the two I've stuck to. So I just, I stick with the, with the trustee, the Asher's Embrace, or uh, for Arc, I just sort of rotate through scout rifles. I don't really have a favorite. And then Do I pull out the piece, the piece, the crafted piece of mind I have, and just use that all the time because it's got overflow and ricochet round on it and elemental capacitor which i just find great fun and i just i love that piece of mind gun. you've got the same as me then <laughs> yeah yeah i, 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 I have the it, overload ricochet rounds with small mm -hmm. yeah yeah the, yeah the peace of mind i think it, it was i can't remember someone was like this is the piece of mind you want to craft for i think pvp and i just crafted it and i've just used it in everything because it works out great and everything and it just mm. makes me happy for I your peace of mind, it. did you go with the uh, the reconstruction perk and uh, redirection? Because that sounds like it would be really good for a night a nightfall. You know, reconstruction doubles your mag. Redirection is for every round that you land with this with this. I don't gun. believe that that's craftable. I don't think you can do reconstruction. Reconstruction was a was a raid perk. I don't think you can craft a yeah deep stack reconstruction. You I can do I overflow. Didn't mean to say craft. I didn't mean to say craft. Uh, oh. I mean, do you have that role for your trustee? I you do, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The trusty roll it's got. Uh, let me go. Let me go pull it up. Yeah. The trusty, I, I, I kept this one because it is, it's got the reconstruction on it because, yeah, it just overflows the magazine. It has Eye of the Storm reconstruction 
tactical mag and fluted barrel, which Dim says, Dim has a little thumbs up on all the four of those. But yeah, the reconstruction perk is the big piece of it of just, I have lots of bullets and it's inherently full auto. So I can just sit back and go and not have to use a full auto mod on it. For those of you that have the redirection, uh, Parity's good. It's a really good scout rifle, especially this season. But redirection makes reconstruction even more powerful because as you kill just the red bar enemies, the more hits you land, let me say that again, the more hits you land, it increases the damage of this gun against, um, you get up to 20% increased damage to medium and high tier combatants, including vehicle, per stack, up to 100% at five stacks. So you can be doing double damage against yellow bars after shooting enough red bars with the redirection perk on that gun, which sounds to me like it might be pretty handy in a nightfall. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and yeah, and yeah, cause that one came from the raid, but honestly, if, if you're looking for just like a decent scout rifle, the night watch you get from doing the new light mission, keep that thing handy. Cause that has come in handy multiple times especially now that you can make that full auto with a full auto perk uh, the night watch is not to be slept on either it's just it's a nice solid little scout rifle granted there's there's a bunch of good ones this season tears of condition and the uh pointing inquiry too but it's it's or, or if you picked up the uh the scholar from Zur a couple of weeks back when you sold it it has a decent role to play with you can slap a basically slap a full model a full auto mod into any scout rifle and it becomes beautiful oh yeah that watch has something special about it. Subsistence with explosive payload or explosive payload with triple tap or rapid hit. Such good things. Extended mm-hmm. mag and overflow and explosive payload. You can just shoot. You have overflow on yours? Mm-hmm. Jesus. No, 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 that one I don't think came from the new light, but I, I got it in my role at some point and said, I'm keeping you probably forever. <laughs> I was using yeah. my Outbreak Perfected as my pulse rifle doing the Nightfalls this week mm-hmm. because of uh, getting the corruption spreads on there as the perk. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah. Tracking rocket launcher, um, hide in a corner, fire, that's it. Can't go wrong with that. No. So, where was I? Nightfall. Uh, we've done Nightfalls. Iron Banner. So, just a reminder for Iron Banner next week, there will be Iron Banner Pinnacle rewards that are available each day for the first four days. And you can wait until the four days are up and then do all of them all in one go. And I believe it was something like just play 18 games in total for each character. You will get a pinnacle reward for each one. So when Tuesday drops, you'll be able to do the first one. Uh, Wednesday's reset, Thursday's reset, and then Friday's reset. Don't forget there will be no trials available next week as well. So because Iron Banner's here, there will be no trials at the weekend. Sad face emoji for people that like to play trials. You still have access to Saint 14, so if you've got some M grams that you want to kind of go down there and trade with him, you can still do that. That's that's fine. But if you are looking to get to your pinnacle power, which was the 1570, which we discussed in the challenges, next week would be a good week because you get four pinnacles from just playing Iron Banner. Plus, you can get the one from playing Crucible as well from Shax. So potential of getting four but the i believe the iron banner ones do give you like plus two or three in light bumps so they are very very handy to play so yeah i think it it, thank you it was something like play four games for the first one uh eight for the next then 12 and then 18 in total so four four per pinnacle so you can space them out or you can do them all in one go at the weekend if you feel like doing that 
Uh, don't forget you've you've got another title that you can guild this season alongside doing your dredgen and your grandmasters one there you had the dead eye one so you can go back and do some i think there's four that you need to do for that uh, if you've already done it then you can guild it with the weapon flare which is getting precision final blows and rapidly defeat combatants at point blank range using any weapon in gambit you have weapon focus which is in nightfall strikes accumulate weapon final blows and precision final blows without dying Three birds, three stones, increasable defeat opponents with kinetic weapon, an energy weapon, and a power weapon, all in one match. You have to do five of those. Uh, and then season's greetings, get final blows with the season's legendary final quest weapon, which is the machine gun. And I believe in the next couple of weeks, there will be get machine gun kills on Leviathan as well. So you could kind of tie it in with that one. But if you want something else to kind of guild now, don't forget you've got the Deadeye one. And... I don't know if you guys are aware that this has been pointed out on YouTube this weekend. Zer is on the EDC, I believe, and he has brought uh, a, a like a a set of armor that hasn't been available in the game for ages. Now this is the illicit uh, invader set from Gambit way back when. So if you haven't got that set, and I checked on my my three characters, I haven't got it on my three characters. So I'm going to go and purchase this on all, all my characters. The whole set is available at Zer this weekend. So up until Tuesday's reset with the Iron Banner, if you're looking to get that set, he's got it. It's got the full set there at Zer. Okay. Does it have the glow effects or no? No, you had to play Gambit to get the glow effects, didn't you? Okay. I'm trying to does remember it have, does the, it the still on it to go the illicit was with. the red version uh you had the white version for collector green what which was yeah but i was trying to remember like which which because like there was the three invader levels was definitely red invader was definitely red yeah yeah, yeah yeah no it was red but 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 like i was trying to remember if it yeah it because there was the three levels of armor which armor the illicit was Okay, I'm just going to have a there quick was one check. With... So you had, there was the Illicit, the Notorious, and the Outlawed sets. Yeah. The That's right. The, the lower yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember which order the Illicit was in. Because I think There's Notorious the was the Tier 3. Yeah. Yeah, so Illicit. But the, yeah, the, it was just like the, the basic one. But if you want that, it's, it's available this weekend. If you like Red Snakes. Mm. Red Snakes. So now I can move on to my tips, tricks, guides, and build videos that I have mm -hmm. carefully curated for you this week. Now we have a double one this week from Cool Guy and Fallout. I'm guessing that you might have seen this, but it's the top 10 controller weapons in Destiny. Cool Guy's video features Fallout and Fallout's video features Cool Guy. They go over, I think it's about six weapons together in their videos, and then they've got four separate ones that they go, I'm choosing this one over what the other person says. Uh, really good videos, uh, some good weapons that you know that are going to be in there, but some that you, you know, maybe didn't realize that were going to be in there. Go and check that out. As the Cross has a video out this week called the Wavelock, but it has other builds for the Titan and the Hunter, not necessarily the Warlock, using the Wave Splitter exotic trace rifle and a really cool build that he's put together using uh, Void, but then he's got the same versions that you can kind of tweak with the hunter and the titan go and check that out looks really good fun 
cool guy has also put out a video this week going over the caliban's hand exotic hunter gauntlets and how they're basically going to get nerfed in pvp uh, have you seen this one respawn i know you were talking about it a couple them? of weeks ago no they haven't been nerfed yet but his video no, points but why out, would they is what I'm go and check out his video because it just looks like who said he's that? just huh who cool guy cool guy cool guy caliban's hand hunter pvp build uh, throwing out grenades, a certain grenade, and throwing out your your knife and just getting explosions all over the place in PvP. Looks fantastic. Go and check it out before it does get nerfed. Uh, all of me it has the future-proof healing. Now that he does a video on, you know the the mod that is it classy restoration, basically breaks that down what classy restoration does and what you can kind of do on your subclasses to get around that when the mod goes away at the end of this season so i think i mean he has a little bit of a trouble with the hunters but the hunters can do certain things the titans and the warlocks are a little bit easier to do so go and check that out so if you want to kind of get around that classy I, restoration the only thing the hunters can really do is we're going to have to use a healing grenade i mean there's more than one way to do it but the healing grenade immediately into a kill to get those stacks going up is the only hmm. viable way to get it done. Let's say that, right? It's a very short video, but it, I thought it was quite good for kind of, as he puts it, future-proofing heal. So yeah. check that out. TDT this week has another five builds that he went over from chat. They gave him some PvP builds. One of them looked really interesting, which was with the Divinity, um, the Garden Raid, and using that in PvP looks fantastic i really want to go and use it but i don't have it so i'm gonna to have to see if i can go and get it what's it from the garden what's the raid salvation garden, garden of salvation that's the one no the divinity the trace rifle the one that locks you in the ball yeah what about yeah it? using that in pvp i've been using that in pvp with a throwing knife built it's so dirty. Is that what you're talking about? I'm I'm talking about a dirty, dirty build with it. Yes. Yeah. What 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 class is it though? I can't remember. I want to say warlock. Really? You'll have to watch yes, the video it, to find it out. It was warlock. It was warlock with arc buddies. So he literally he was locking them ah. with the divinity, and the arc buddies were just killing. <laughs> he, he said he wasn't even like scoping in. He was just kind of. Yes. Yeah. So what I like to do with it for the hunter oh, throwing knife, especially now that we have these new exotics that really increase two of our throwing knives is you hit them with the divinity for a second or two and it creates that bubble and you immediately chuck the knife so you're gonna get a crit with the knife especially the weighted throwing knife oh yes. my god and then yeah dude so it's 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 dirty with the hunter throwing knife built too i've been doing that ever since way before i wasn't allowed to play my hunter anymore <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it's it's really good really good and there is also a bow out there that you can get 199 damage on now, this is, again, using a little bit of the techniques of kind of getting a certain uh, damage on somebody before with a trace rifle. But uh, I think it's High Hyran Can Fly has a, a quick video. I think it's only about two minutes long. Shows you what it can do and then just breaks it all down on screen. You know, no talking, but it's kind of just on the screen. Tells you exactly how to do it with trace rifles. And I think it's on the Warlocks with the... Uh, the boots, uh, the the fire boots. I can't remember the name of those ones now. The new exotics that give you a buff once you get a trace rifle. 
no, not trace one, a linear fusion rifle or a fusion rifle kill gives you a buff on your weapon. So if you swap to this bow, it literally kills somebody within seconds. You can just, he gets, he gets kill after kill after kill with um, this bow at full. Um... I just went to go get that uh, resilience set on the Titan mm. and the arms came with 30 resilience and a total of 64. Very nice. There you go. Wow. Another reason to pick, pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 resilience. Also, this week we have the Grandmaster Nightfall guides. I have Sneaky Beaver giving the Proving Grounds GM guide and Kimber Prime showing you how to pacify the mini boss at the beginning of the Proving Grounds. And Mano Destra has a guide to how to do the tank room easier. So I've got those in our show notes. <sighs> Sneaky beaver. Uh, That's a great name. And as I mentioned earlier, Spider-Sides has got a video going over his Skeletor build for the Hunters, if you want to kind of cosplay as Skeletor from He-Man. He's got that guide there for you. And then finally, a funny one for this week, Majestic. I don't know if you guys have seen this. My name is Bife, now has a cutscene. No. Very, Uh, very funny. Half of that cut off. What about my name is Bife has a cutscene? Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. So Majestic has created one of those ink block cutscenes for My Name is Bife. Oh, 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 okay. (laughs) That I'm looking forward to watching. I'm guessing it's probably going to be movie of the week next week. It's it's there's so much effort put into it, but it's very funny. So go check that out. And as I said in the last couple of weeks, plunder the booty. Just go and check out your channel. Although. This week, I only saw two builds, Plunder. There's only two builds that have come out this week. Although, you know, two builds are not to be sniffed at this far into the season. I'm just saying. Might have just, yeah. could have spaced it out a bit more. Anyway, yeah. but yes, go and check out his channel for any builds. They're fantastic. And then you had one that you put in the notes to us, didn't you, Parody? I did. And I feel like we should all have just mentioned Cheese Forever because Cheese Forever is wonderful. He is wonderful. Even though somehow he he evaded getting mentioned this week in the builds up till now, which just just seems weird and wrong. Yeah, I saw actually I was I was looking at, again trying to trying to collect things for the roundup, and I saw Dan Finity point towards uh, Matt goes Buck B U C K, all one word. He is a Twitch streamer and also puts content on TikTok. So if you're over on the TikTok land and prefer your videos more vertical, he has done a ton of. Uh, end game build, you know, one, you know, basically a one minute videos because it's TikTok and it's short and sweet. End game solar titan, one minute solar assassin, ice turret, stasis warlocks, you know. So putting builds together and, you know, he streams on Twitch but also puts videos on TikTok. So if you want something short, sweet to the point, and he does sort of like a his TikTok videos are sort of like a split screen. It'll be like you know, like him explaining the video on one like one half of the screen and then the actual build on the other half, so you can sort of see what he's talking about as he's doing it. So. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because I haven't hanging out in TikTok land. It hasn't learned that Destiny is my lifestyle, apparently, and doesn't serve me a lot of Destiny content. But uh, yeah, there's some folks out there in TikTok land doing uh, doing Destiny. So Matt Goes Buck is one of those guys out there Twitch streaming and uh, TikTok making. Does not appear to have a YouTube, so don't look for him there. There's one, and there's one video that I saw. There's one video I haven't had a chance to watch yet, but I don't know if I don't know if you follow Mac Ticks. M-A-C-T-I-C-S. He, I'd seen him talking about doing this video, just his video called This Build Will Change the Way You Play Forever. And it's a Titan build video using Syntheseps, Laurelie Splendor, or The Path of the Burning Steps. 
and sort of having three different okay. templates and building out using you know any of those three exotics with the incandescent weapons and i've watched part of the video i haven't finished it yet but i'm really interested to see what he has to say because um i, I want to use my deep deeply loved synthesis in a nice build and i know there's a couple of synthesis builds out there but I'm, I'm curious how he you know just the, the different exotics there's so many builds that are like use this exotic and then blah 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 so it's sort of nice to see here here's a couple of exotics you could use to sort of fill the same need and you're not locked to having one single exotic because as much as I like the Lorelei Splendors, I'm tired of my head being on fire. It's very warm up there. It's like the sparrow that just goes on forever. <laughs> Eventually it'll ignite. <laughs> Eventually. Take one you of out. Days. Yeah, but I think uh, I think we've hit the point in the show where we say thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody of Night Demon. Your Lord's Grime is back with us and is not our your titan or maybe he's a hunter or maybe he's a warlock or maybe he has just transcended all characters is no one responds in real life who does provide you the raw uncut version of the show every week at twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life if you'd like to email the show and we encourage you two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com on twitter two titans underscore hunter that's the number two we're on instagram facebook youtube twitter everything two titans and a hunter you can find us i believe in you guardian find us all dancing in the tower setting nightmares ablaze and um, trying to figure out if next week in Destiny is actually going to be what we have next week in Destiny. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Watch the show on YouTube. And dear listeners, we got talking after show last week. Why are you here? Why do you like us? What brought you to the show? I know some people have said, I searched Destiny and Spotify and ended up with you guys. Some people have said, I stumbled across this because it looked interesting. And now I, for some reason, can't. Can't, can't stay away. Uh, a particular host said he was tricked into this by a Brit and hasn't, hasn't found his way out yet, you know, nearly, what, two, two years later. So we're just curious. If you stumbled across our show, you know, wh where did you stumble across it? What keeps you coming back, you know? Why? We, Why are you here? We, yeah, How we, did you get here? Yeah, we, <laughs> Why do you we love us? know what makes it good and what makes it bad so that we can improve. Or yeah, not improve. yeah, because, like, we think we have an idea, you know, what we have and why people come back and why you like us. But we're curious what you have to say. And we I, I, we put this question out on Twitter last week and got a couple of re replies, which is how I know uh, one current host has, has been tricked here and the other one just stumbled across it uh, in, a, in a suggested list. And, and we've had a number of people say, hey, we just searched for you on Spotify and ended up here and now we're stuck and can't get out. Uh, but yeah, yeah. W what's good? What's bad? What do you want more of? What are you tired of? We're just curious what you all think. I mean, we're going to keep making this thing, so we might as well make a thing people like, so... Let us know. We've told you all the ways to get a hold of us. And uh, yeah. And for the love of God, spam these guys to get our merch stores up and running. Oh my God. Spam yeah. them. Spam us. Spam us with, with all your dollar bills. Just send us your dollar bills. They can't send fun. us anything because you haven't set it up yet. <laughs> if they ask, we will tell them, tell them where to send money. You gotta ask. You gotta really merch. want it. Merch. So yeah. Yeah, let us know what you all think. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Until next week, gents. Uh, Deuces. Closing Deuces! Final thoughts. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. All right, Thor. Now, that that is the next film I want to see. That looks amazing. Yeah. It's in it. <laughs> Have you? Yep. Two-second review. Was it worth it? Yeah.
Was it better than the last one? I didn't think it was out already. Uh, yeah, it's just well, out. Came so out it was, I it was on par with the last one. Excellent. Nice. But yeah, no, that that was one of the more clever things I've seen in a movie in general, and much less to hear. What I found it. funny, and no spoilers for the film, because if you've seen the trailer, you know about the big giant goats that are in the film. What goats? Ty- yeah, I was thinking the same thing there. No, there another goat, just goats one. in the film. Yeah. Thor has some big giant goats in the film. They're in the trailer, for God's sake. If you've seen the trailer, you, you know about the giant goats. Spoilers. Now, it was really funny. I was listening to a Taika Waititi interview this week, and he said, uh, somebody I'll asked him where way. he got the, the sound for the goats from, and he couldn't remember in one of the interviews. And then somebody asked him in another interview, did you get that from the Taylor Swift song? And he was like, what Taylor Swift song? <laughs> they played it to him, and he went, that's where we got it from. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Swift influences oh, my God. the sound of these goats. So Taylor Swift know when is you the voice it. of a goat. Huh? N- no, so no, there's there, there's a version of Trouble. Yes, and the the chorus of the song goes, "I knew you were trouble when you walked in," and the actual song is like you know her singing, but there is an edit of that song where it's, "I knew you were trouble when you walked in." And it's goat screaming. <laughs> yes. Right. That also reminds me of the Badger video. on Which will, which will make oh. no sense unless you've seen it. So I, no, I encourage you to go out and search I, mean, I was this, impressed this, by that. Parody. I mean, you had a Taylor Swift, have Trouble it, Goats. Go search it. Have you not seen the Badger better. song on YouTube? No. I've been I, on there I for many years. The Badger song on uh, YouTube, please. Not the Badger, Badger, Badger.com? Badger. It starts off Badger, 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 I Badger, Badger. Sir, that is a flash animation from uh That's been oh, out for years, I'm, but then it's got a scream it's got a screaming goat in it as well. It could be from there. No, no, that, that isn't that is a new invest that that's new. There were badgers, there were mushrooms and snakes, there were no goats in the original. I will oh, not well, take I this saw slander. That was a screaming goat. Nope, this is slander. This is post flash right. animation, we don't accept it. <laughs> e bombs world, that's where it came from. That's what that's the world I was trying to come up with. Anyway, now that we're uh, one of my top searches, budget, budget, budget. Fully, um, for years you could go to badger, badger, badger dot com and it would pu- it would come up, but I think that was when Flash was still a thing, mm. Macromedia Flash, not the superhero Flash. Now that we're completely off topic, and um, so Callus's head, Callus. <laughs> it's not funny. It's, I mean, it's kind of funny. I know you said you. I know just said that you got your job for another week, but <laughs> just a day at this point. That contract has been rescinded. Uh, allegedly, that video is deacon approved. No, it's not. Well, it loops. It loops infinitely, so I'm not sure it does. <laughs> I'm not sure it gets a stamp. 